Hello, everyone. Welcome to She's an Outlander, a podcast dedicated to the television show Outlander. My name is Stacy, And I'm Brittany. And we're back. Hello. Hey there. Hello, How's hello. it going? And guess what, Brittany? This episode marks the halfway point. Oh, yes, it does. At six. Because this season's only 12 outlander is very consistent with its i was gonna say lengths. like every season has been different well it's a little well i mean well two one and three. was really long where it was yeah. like you know a and b where it was like eight and eight but then two, two three four were, were 13? All 13 and this is 12 and the last and then season six is eight yeah it was and season six was supposed to be 12 but mm. then pandemic and also probably a little bit of katrina bell had a baby bun in the oven. <laughs> had a bun in the oven and they were like so between covid and testing and all the all yeah. that crap they and then her down and that and then like we are legitimately gonna run out of time before she's gonna you know get that kid out they they cut it to eight but high quality high quality eight and then seven is gonna be 16 which is season wow. season one length However, the first four, I believe, are what were supposed to be oh, the last in four of right. six. So they just bumped those, it over. Yeah. Moving them on over that to the That makes next. sense, though. That makes sense. Because you, know, you don't exactly. want to lose that storyline. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't just, like, skip it. <laughs> they yeah. needed. And then you don't want to bump stuff off the end. So it makes sense to yeah. just make it bigger. I think they found a really great ending point for like a season eight six sorry season eight Freudian slip I'm hoping there's a season eight um a season six uh cliffhanger uh into into seven mm-hmm. and uh yeah I'm excited I don't know how there's they still got so many months to go on filming that who knows when we're gonna see it um maybe we'll all be caught up before seven comes out Brett maybe. I don't know we didn't do it for six, but seven, it might happen. Yeah, well, we, uh, yeah, true. But I mean, we have a lot less to get. We now basically have, like, oh we're, catching God, yeah. we're catching That's up. We're catching up. Well, there's only 14 episodes left before we are caught up. Right. Because, yeah, the last season's only eight. Jeez. Right. I mean, oh, oh God, when we get to see some of the episodes, like, the season six premiere is, like, an isn't it two hour hours? And tw- it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Like it's time. almost as long as Belfast in runtime. <laughs> like yeah, um, that's a full on movie there. There's quite a few that are like over an hour. Mm. Um, but they be they be action packed, my friend. So, but yeah, so, and then I have a I hope by the time we get to six, it'll be out somewhere and you can watch it when we catch up. And and then and if we do catch up, we'll figure out what to do while we wait for seven to appear. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be weird. Like this is a weird feeling. What do we do? Um. Okay. Well, uh, let's get this party started. So the last um. So the last episode that we did was Perpetual Adoration. So yeah, five. Yeah. Perpetual Adoration. Um, and that was where we got our penicillin. We got our penicillin and we got some 
1960s Dr. Claire. I yeah. used to call her Dr. Randall. It's 1960s <laughs> Dr. Claire. Dr. Claire. Um, you know, action, R.I.P. Graham Menzies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, good old Lieutenant Knox uh kicked the bucket. <laughs> yeah. Jamie Fraser. Love lovely man. Will Oh, will absolutely will like you threatened everything you I gotta go you got to go <laughs> not not counting lives he's taken in battle i wonder if anybody has done like a body count for him Ooh. like how many people has he killed and i mean claire's killed a few too i was gonna say claire too she's killed a few um i think she's killed even more in the book <laughs> um but She's killed a few, always in like a super, and I mean Jamie always kills in like you know he's he's not like Jack the Ripper. He's like, like mm, let's go murder no, today. He like, doesn't enjoy it. He'll do it if he needs to though. Like justif, not I don't want to make not justified, but not it's, justified. What's the, like a word I'm looking for? Like it's 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 him or them. Situation. Yeah, like there it's Survival like a reason. Kills. There's yeah, yeah it's yeah it's not for fun or he's not, yeah he's not, <laughs> yeah it's like not a hobby murderer. yeah he's not like mm, <laughs> at least i hope not <laughs> who can i kill today <laughs> jamie and claire <laughs> regular old, they're Let regular old stab bo- someone <laughs> yeah jamie and claire regular old body and clyde just <laughs> yeah. moving around um no but uh but yeah so that is how the last ep was we got a cat we got adzo and so cute yeah, last I feel like episode. that name though. I I didn't place it, but oh. I feel like isn't that like really like something? A character has that name, doesn't they? Like, is it Greek mythology Maybe. or something? Adzo, quite possible. Or like a Disney mythical creature. I can't. Maybe. I can't picture what it is, but I there's... like to picture that there's something called that. There's someone or something called Adzo. I can't there's someone yelling at their device right now. I know. They're listening to Somebody us. tell me. Like, yo, it sounds so that name sounds so familiar, and it's not from like someone I know or something, it's like a character or something. Well, I mean, anyways, it's not important. I just someone will tell us, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) tell us in the comments of our social media posts about this episode or or message us. Am I just making this up? <laughs> I, go- I typed in ADSO. You know what comes up? Association what? of Dental Support Organizations. Oh, well, that's not <laughs> that it. That is that is not what I wanted. That and then it's just a bunch of... Do you want to see what ADSO looks like? Or do you want to... Yes! Describe? No, I want to see the kitten. Give me it. Give me it. Give me it. Give me it. You're like, give me the kitten. Give me the kitten. You can't just I tease need- me with like... I need to see I haven't been able kitty. to Google anything, so I'm on a okay, Google bear. Okay, let me find a good let me find a good Adzo picture. Oh, hi Rolo. Okay, oh. so <laughs> you get a behind the scenes picture okay. with Sam. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, oh, he's so gray and fluffy. Oh God, great kitties They're are so cute. So Look at his little ears. <laughs> I love him. Love That's him. little kitty yet. So automatically, I think that these episodes might be. You're gonna just just perch it like this one. Just perch oh there. God. Just... 
look right on his shoulder. That's yeah. a, that coat is perfect to hold a cat. For references, these are I'm sure like these are some like I guess Sam must have posted these pictures with like the oh cat. Oh my god, sitting. that is so sweet. Wait, he's got like the tri cat hat on and right, he's yeah, got the yeah, cat yeah. on his shoulder. That is so cute. Right? He is a very I mean, I feel like I would have my allergies would be like Ew. Oh yeah, you'd die. But however it would be a death worthy. Oh look. Them them blending over the kitty. Oh my god. Look how fluffy he is. Guys, we just made Britney's face. day. We made I'm Britney's so, day. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm this so This is their right new now. child. I love Adzo. Oh no, hold on. I gotta really this is a okay, I like when they're the, so small like that, I'm like and they for. like curl up. <gasps> I was gonna say, yeah, and you hold them and they curl up because they're so little. This is a picture of him against Claire's dress. Just Yeah. Just right there, just like me. Just being like, hello. Okay, okay, enough baby. of that. I'm just okay. a baby. There we go. All right, so now let's jump <laughs> I do that this. to Zoe all the time. Like, Zoe, you have to sit. She's like, but I'm just a baby. A giant baby. <laughs> Freaking 80 pound baby. Adzo's just a baby. She's just a baby. Zoe could eat Adzo. Zoe could eat Adzo, but nah, she might. <laughs> I was going to say she, she wouldn't. <laughs> and then I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. but she might. Um, but she yes. met kittens at the pet store and she really liked them. But that might be because she thought they were yummy. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you never really know. Um, Okay, so let's jump into this. Okay, so okay. this is our recap slash reaction review. I never know what to call these because it's a it's all of the above. Um, of season five, episode six, titled "Better to Marry Than Burn." My favorite ominous thing is, is watching Brittany's face change as she ponders these episode titles. Yeah, that's so ominous. Mm, okay. Um, and then, so this one's written by Stephanie Shannon, directed by Mira Minon, Minon, I'm sorry, Minon, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Um, okay, so jumping into this, we have the intro. Okay, so we, the opening shot is, it looks like, you know, Scottish countryside, there's a carriage on the road, and we get a little title card sequence that says Scotland 1746. Now, if you remember 1746, Brittany, this is the year the, the Battle of Culloden happened. Right. Okay. 1746. Right. It was April of 1746 when that happened. Okay. So that's placing it. So we're going back a little bit. Okay. Okay. And so we see there's like this horse-drawn carriage and it, it kind of looks like it's, you know, in a rush and there's the driver going. And then we can see that there's two British dragoons, which are like the, you know, the red coat officers mm -hmm. approach and the driver like goes into like yells into the carriage like, oh, there's two dragoons ahead. And then they tell them just halt and stop. And they're like, make yourselves known. And so the red coaches approach. So then we see this guy get out of the carriage and he walks over. And he's like, oh, thank goodness. And he's well, I got a British accent, which I find interesting. Um, he's like, thank goodness. Oh, um, you are a welcome sight, Lieutenant. We are making our way as far as possible from Culloden. So it's sort of setting us up that like, it feels like Culloden is like going down or about oh. to go down. Like okay. that's kind of the time frame we're at. We're at, as we speak, 
like Jamie has already pushed Claire through the stones. Oh, okay. Like, okay. That's you know that's around the time that we've we've that we're talking here, and he's like, you know, we're making our way as far as possible from Culloden, and the, the one of the um, red coats is like, whom do I, you know, whom do I address, sir? And the guy's like, oh, of course, where are my manners? I am a uh, Samuel Torrington. My wife and daughter are inside. And the guy's like, oh, will you have them will you have them um step out? And then it's we see a shot inside the carriage. And inside the carriage, we see um a slightly younger Jocasta, because this is 20 okay. something, 20-something years ago. Um, and then we also see like a young, like a teenage girl in the in the carriage with them as well. Like okay. 15-ish, 16. So, so um, I love the scenes where I have to like describe a lot. It's like the yeah. new characters. It's like, I'm like this is what's happening. Um, and then you know, one of the red coats is like, we are to search every conveyance on these roads. So we're getting the sense that this is when. So remember when Jamie was saying to like when Jamie was basically like, I'm taking away. Also, by the way, I know you're pregnant. And Claire's like, we can we can leave together. Like you know, we can catch a ship. And he's like, the ports are closed. The country is roused. Like, remember that whole yes, section? Right. Yeah. So it's probably around that time. So at that point, like, you know, the battle is about to happen. And it was like people trying to flee. Like, it wasn't just so easy to flee. Like, there's right. red coats everywhere. They've closed ports, like all that kind of stuff. So they're saying, you know, we have to search every conveyance on these roads. And so the guy, you know, says to mm-hmm. Joe Casta and the young woman in there, okay, my dears, step out. And so then we see Joe whisper to the young girl next to her and is like, not a word. Like says to her, like, oh, okay. shut, don't say anything. Okay. Speak. Um and then um and then uh the red coat looks inside, looks around they sort of they get out and the red coat one of the red coats is like searching the carriage all that kind of stuff and he's like oh it's empty sir and the other guy's like okay very well you should be on your way and then you know the 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 young teenage girl goes to step and like acts like steps and like I would oh, guess, she's like mud cow cow pie or whatever gets stuck in the red what the red coats oh is like oh allow me miss and he like bends down to help her um and the other lieutenant's like oh do you have a destination sir and the man's like Oh, to, to the border, cro- across to Carlisle. My brother has an estate and they're talking, Um, you know, they're talking back and forth. He's like, oh, yeah, you'll be far from the fighting there. And, you know, good say, sir. And as the red coat that is helping the teenage girl bends down, he looks under and he can see that there is a chest hidden under the carriage it catches uh, his eye. And he okay. goes like and they're like, uh oh. And then he like grabs it and pulls it as the as the man is talking to the other lieutenant. And he opens it and we can see that it's full of gold. And so, and so, you know, the, the Lieutenant's like, yeah, you'll be far away. And he's like, good day, sir. Thank you. Thank you. The man's like, thank you. God save the King. And the red coat that's just found this gold turns and says, and which King would that be? And he's like, Lieutenant gold with the King of France's mark on it must be intended for Charles Stewart. We found ourselves some Jacobite traders. So like the gold that they found mm. is, you know, French gold, probably the gold that got there too late. You know, the gold that like got uh, there too late yeah. and the king to help. So yikes. So then that's when Jocasta looks at him and goes, Hector. So if we recall one of her many husbands name was Hector Cameron. 
So this. Yes, I absolutely recalled that. Of course, Hector. How could I forget? So this is Hector Cameron. Okay. Um, So she's like, um, so she's like Hector and, you know, he pulls a pistol. The lieutenant pulls a pistol. The (laughs) the driver pulls a pistol. So all three of them have the triangle of pointing pistols at each other. Um, and the lieutenant's like, sir, lower your weapon. And then all of a sudden, the driver decides to shoot the one lieutenant that's holding the gun on Hector Cameron. Um, and then when that happens, um, the other red coat goes to reach for his sword. Um, and the young girl is like, Papa to like warn her father. And she sort of lunges. And then he goes to shoot at the red coat. And there's like a miss. Fire, I mean, guns are notoriously super not trustworthy at that time. And uh, it accidentally shoots this young girl. So the dad the killed head. his daughter? Yeah. Headshot dead immediately to the ground. And then that's where, so then we hear her name. So Jocasta, her name's Morna. So Jocasta starts like, because it's Jocasta's daughter too. So right, Jocasta okay. starts like, Morna, Morna. And it's obviously like, shock devastated all of this kind of stuff and hector uses that moment to then stab the uh, the remaining red coat with his skin do and you know jocasta is obviously like so upset and hector's like you know she's dead she's dead you can't help her we must go we have to go we have to get out of here and he drags jocasta away and the gold um and makes her leave morna's body get in the the carriage and sort of keep going as okay, Jocasta's well, bleak, as Jocasta's like sobbing in the carriage. So that's okay. that's our intro, and then lovely it, upbeat, Love and that. then it brings us to like present day, and by present day I mean like seventeen. I don't know what are we seventy two. The, the one where everyone is seventeen. Right yes, their <laughs> present day. I never know the timeline. Present where they're present. No. 1772 73 i don't know and around there i swear um, adzo was like a weird computer ai from something <laughs> this is I think it was like a bugging computer. you forever yes i think it was like a computer program that got sentience does anyone know what i'm talking about and it was like a voice and i'm pretty sure it was, its name was adzo i don't know girl it's i don't know drive me you're nuts. remember in the middle of the night i know and you're like i remember I remember I um but okay, okay, so we're with present day Jocasta, and she's like in her bedroom, and okay. you know, her ladies. Oh, I sh- it's but but yeah, let's Space. just her enslaved people. Yep, are helping her get ready. Okay, and then there's a knock at the door, and in comes Duncan Innes. So if you remember, Duncan Innes is the man that she's decided to marry. She told right. Myrta this at Bree's wedding when they had their little. Moment. rendezvous in the romp it roll in the, the hay that literally was shack. a roll in the hay in the, the hay in there let's pretend i don't it. think I there want... was but we could pretend i was gonna say don't ruin my fun they had a roll in the hay <laughs> they were surrounded although by that would be so sticks. i feel like i'd be so uncomfy like to actually be in hay like hay is itchy and pointy i don't know i can't believe people used to make beds i don't know hay. we can ask jamie and claire about that later yeah. <laughs> ask them how that feels um okay so yeah so he comes in and he's like oh do you have a moment and she's like yes come in good morning mr ennis and he's like oh sorry to not disturb you and then jocasta's like oh 
um, Margaret Abigail, like you can, you may leave us. And then Duncan Innes is like, um, I know the wedding is tomorrow, but I wanted to give you this. He gives her like this little pouch package. And she's like, oh, is that lavender I smell? And he's like, I, to soothe your, to soothe your nerves, perhaps. Um, and then he's like, you know, I know like you need, you need to soothe your nerves, dude. This you're like the fourth husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So true. (laughs) Like you're the one that's (laughs) walking in the crossfires now. (laughs) Keep dying. Um, and then he's like, I know, um, a bride has much on her mind, flowers and frocks and ribbons to choose. Um, and then he's, uh, and then he's like, and then I guess he had embroidered on the pouch with the lavender, the Mackenzie motto, I shine, not burn. Um, and he's like a wee token of my affection. And then he's I like, burn, not shine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he's like, you know, I know perhaps that oh, get ready for the weirdest conversation. I know perhaps that, you know, you didn't burn with passion for me, but Ew, the name Innes comes from the Gallic, an island formed by two branches of a stream. And in time, I hope that we might. And she like cuts right in and she's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah like, don't he'd be like and no. then she's like and then she like catches herself and she's like ah, thank you mr innes it's it's most kind and then the you know the door opens and ulysses comes in and he's like pardon me mistress and she's like yes and he's like your nephew and mr forbes are waiting for you downstairs and she's like oh oh indeed and and innes is like i'll leave you then um and he exits and then jocasta says to ulysses do you really think i cannot feel the look you're giving that poor man <laughs> do you really think I, I cannot feel the look you are given that poor man and the ulysses is like i only want you to be happy and then jocasta is like happiness doesn't come into it in time um mr ennis may afford me a wee bit of peace and then ulysses leaves her leads her outside out the door and then we cut to the next scene we're downstairs in like the parlor area um, and Jamie is in there along with Gerald Forbes, who, if we remember, is Pippin. Um, who? Who? <laughs> Pippin from Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, wait. I don't think you watch Lord of the Rings. Never mind. You're not going to know who that is. I forgot you didn't watch Lord of the Rings. Wait, um, like, wait, the original I did. Is this the Hobbit? No, no, no. The, the real original. Remember Mary and Pippin in the original Lord of the Rings? He's oh, Pippin. yes. Okay. Billy Boyd. I didn't know we met ma- the Scottish one, the one with the Scottish accent. Oh, okay, yeah, they're cute. Um, they're but cute. yeah, he's a cute so. Actor. But remember, we've seen him before in here. He in episode one or two met up with Bonnet at the end. Remember when the like the ladies were like fighting and they were betting and and Bonnet showed up. Remember that there was like the women that were like people. There was like a fight club with women oh yes that? okay was... fight club one yeah i yeah. thought you meant like betting as in like betting i didn't no. know betting 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 i was like Although betting. there's a lot of betting that betting. happens in this show <laughs> let's be real um so yeah we so i mean like we don't trust him but remember he's okay. uh jocasta's lawyer so right yes okay, um, I remember so this. so jamie and forbes are in the parlor looking over like this big document and this and this fancy writing and jamie's got his spectacles on and he's looking at it and jocasta comes in and he's like oh she's like oh my apologies gentlemen um and jamie's like oh no need to apologize auntie um you know we've come to river run for celebrations in your honor take as long as you please and he's looking over this document and then jocasta's like oh well thank you um and then um 
And Forbes is like, how, you know, how generous you are, Mistress Cameron. I'm sure Brianna must be sensible of the kind of attention you have bestowed upon her son. But you're sure Mr. Innes understands what this means. So remember when Jocasta told Roger in the wedding episode that he was going to, and I think he even decided, she even decided that earlier, that she was going to leave River Run to. Yeah, but he had to do something no he said no and then it was like a fake out or whatever she just said that she's like oh by the way i've decided to do this so you know like if you don't want to if if you don't want to stay for like but it was a lad's sake then you know maybe you'll stay because he's gonna inherit this property and he's like f you um but she always intended to give the to yeah. give her because because jamie she tried to give it to jamie and then jamie and claire were like, didn't nope. want it uh that didn't go well nope um so yeah so she's gonna leave it to jeremiah so this is them like signing the official documentation and paperwork oh. and stuff for that um and so forbes is like are you sure mr ennis understands what this means um and jocasta is like mr ennis has graciously agreed um, to allow me to serve as guardian of River Run until Jeremiah comes of age. We have no children after all. Um, and then Jocasta's like, you know, shall we begin? And she signs the papers and all that kind of stuff. And then Fer- uh, Fergus Forbes is like, um, it's because I when I'm like going through, I write like little, I'm like, F, J, C. <laughs> and so F always makes you think Fergus. Fergus. And it, when Jamie and Joe Castor and scenes together, I have to go Joe. Okay, well, uh, yeah, J. But then we also have Josiah is also Joe. And like, well, like, yeah, I told there's a lot of characters. But scene specific, it usually makes sense in my brain. But anyway, um, and then you know Forbes is like, okay, and the Colonel is witness, and so Jamie signs as the witness, and he's like, there you have it, River Run has a new master. And I'm like, ugh, literally, ew, yeah, I don't like that. Ooh, um, and then Jocasta is like, and in his absence, I shall attend to my guests. You'll excuse me. And they're like, mistress. And so she exits. Now we cut to, we're back at the ridge in Bree and Roger's cabin. And Jemmy is like screaming. He's got a little bit of a cold going on. Baby colds are never a good time. No. And, you know, Roger's trying to like soothe him. And he's like, little man. Roger's like wiping his nose and he was like, and then he goes, Oh, what I wouldn't give for a box of tissues. <laughs> um, and then Bree's like, Yeah, or some baby aspirin. And then cause so, and then, you know, cause he's like having to go through these actual like rag cloths to like wipe yeah. his nose. And she gives him another one. And then he, Roger's like, though, I suppose it wouldn't make much difference. How is it that years from now? We have a man on the moon, but still no cure for the common bloody cold. And Bree's like, um, you know, you could have gone to the wedding. I can handle a kid with a cold. And Roger's like, I know, but I wanted to help. Um, and then Bree's like, well, Jocasta, you know, insulted you at our wedding. So you thought you'd insult her by not going to hers. And Roger's like, well, two birds with one stone. Petty, um, petty man. He's like, I I mean, I don't know that I would want to go to that wedding. There's a lot of like insufferable, awful people. That's true, actually. (laughs) That are like, "Mm, yes. Yeah. And you're on like, we need to civilize them. them. Yeah. And you have to like pretend that you're okay with slavery and you got to be in a fancy (laughs) coat. I probably wouldn't want to be there either. (laughs) Or, or at least master try to do Claire's level of like, try to mask your disdain for the whole yeah. <laughs> um 
but yeah so you know well two birds with one stone and then we see this like thing we hear something like hit the window and then we look over you know, we can see that it was like some sort of bug. And then um, Adzo's with them in their cabin. And Adzo's okay. like meowing. And Bree's like, hmm, I think Adzo's brought us a little gift. What's this? Um, and then they look at it and more like hitting the window. And they can see it looks like little, first I thought it was grasshoppers, but it's like little like locust locust types things. Like and Roger's like, I don't think it's a gift from Adzo. And I hope it's not the a gift from the gods. Well, <laughs> and yeah. so. Now we cut back to we're at River Run. So this is like a pre, it's like the day before the wedding, right? And so there's a big, you know, there's an event happening. There's a big like terrace canopy thing. People are dancing and drinking and all this kind of stuff. It's the daytime. Um, guests are mingling and, and talking and we can see the front porch of River Run and Jamie is standing there looking out at all the people brooding. Um, okay. And Claire walks up to him. Looking very pretty, oh, um, nice. looks, looks like walks up to him and is like, and said, and then, and you know, once she's beside him, Jamie's like, it should be Myrta at Jocasta's side. Instead, here I am rubbing shoulders with the very devils who'd see him dead. And Claire's like, you can't be so hard on yourself. Like, I don't know why you're supposed to nail, bro. And then she's like, you asked him to wait. You know, if Myrta isn't here today, then it's his own choice. Come on, let's try to enjoy the day for Jocasta's sake. Um, and so he's like, hi. And then they kiss and then they go. Um, and so then they walk over to like the dance mingle area. And this is where we can see like they're all doing this like, you know, their formal dance oh, things yeah, okay. that like everyone always knows. Yeah. And then um, we can see Lord John Gray is there and he's dancing with some oh. women as Jamie and Claire arrive. And then everyone applauds, applauds. And then you can see Lord John is like, excuse me. And like makes a hasty exit away from the ladies and over towards Jamie and Claire. And Claire's like, I had no idea you were such a good dancer. Um, and Lord John's like, well, to tell the truth, I'm not certain I am. I think I must have danced with every girl in the province. And Jamie's like all of them hoping to secure an advantage advantageous match with Lord John Gray, no doubt. Gray's like, I, it is a social event of the year. Um, I'd wager there's not a, uh, a single young lady in North Carolina who'd forfeit her chance to be worshipped in Cupid's Grove tonight. Jamie's like, speaking of never was missing a chance to be worshipped. And we look over and we can see Governor Tryon is like over yeah. on the side, like okay. mingling with other people and his wife's, you know, standing beside him. And they're like, hmm, naturally. And Claire's like, oh. So they're like, well, they all look at each other. Jamie and Claire give each other a look like, well, okay, we should probably go over and talk to him and play this game. So Jamie, Claire, and Lord John like walk over. Um, and uh, you know, the governor notices them and he's like, Oh, Lord John Gray, Colonel Fraser. Um, <laughs> Colonel Fraser, um, this is this is an advantageous meeting, and and um he's like, Good day, and and Jamie's like, Your excellency. Um, and Tryon's like, you know, Mistress Fraser, delighted to see you again. And she's like, Your Excellency. And then she looks at his wife and is like, Mistress Tryon. And the governor's like, Her Excellency, if you don't mind. Oh God. There's like, like, my apologies. <laughs> and then um Mistress Tryon, um, Mistress Tryon is like, pay him no mind, Mistress Fraser. I usually insist upon the title as a reminder to him. Um, 
And just as he's finally begun introducing me this way to the good people of North Carolina, we're leaving for New York. Typical. And Claire's like, oh, New York. Um, and the governor's like, oh, yeah. Uh, may I introduce the governor? The, or no, sorry. The honorable. There's so many fucking people here. <laughs> God. I'm, I'm like, so confused. I'm like stumbling trying to get through it. Anyway. He's like, may I introduce the Honorable Judge Martin Atticus? So he's just this dude. I mean, he's not really that important. He's standing there beside him. They're like, hi, introduce two men over on the side are arguing about politics in the background, I think, to just sort of show us, you know, the the political tensions are already rising. You know, people that are on opposite sides are Mm -hmm. bumping heads and everyone's like, what's going on? And then the judge is like, there's always at least one self-righteous pillock at a wedding. Uh, the governor's like, I'm quite surprised by your language, Your Honor, but I uh, can't say I disagree. And the judge is like, and what's worse is I'm certain I attract them. The moment anyone discovers I'm a judge, suddenly everyone in the vicinity is a moral philosopher or expert in the matters of the law. And the governor's like, well, my most recent legislative victory was a stroke of genius, if I may say so. And Jamie's like, indeed, we are fortunate to have a governor so wise and merciful to offer pardons to these dishonorable men. Um. And then the governor's like, my news does travel slow in the back country. Um, and then he's like, well, you have a, you have a fellow Scotsman, Samuel Johnson, to thank for proposing it. An act for preventing tumultuous and riotous assembly, prohibiting men from gathering under certain circumstances. And then Gray's like, oh, the reason in being if men cannot gather, they cannot conspire. Basically, like, an anti-gathering law. Like, you can't, like, gather in groups. Mm, okay. And Tryon's like, yes, exactly. If only I'd thought to do such a thing sooner, then, uh, Lieutenant Knox might well be with us. <laughs> Jamie's <laughs> like, aggroed, mm, aggroed. Um, and then this is our miss, 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 Mrs. Mistress doesn't make sense. Oh, no, but he calls Claire Mistress Fraser. Whatever. Mistress Tryon is like, good heavens, your excellency. Am I forever to be reminding you of proper etiquette? Yes, very sad indeed. Terribly so, but not an appropriate conversation for such an auspicious day. Like, True. Like, you, geez, like, you're why are you down the, like, God, let's talk, not talk about the polite day. society. We, Jeez. we don't pretend, we pretend that death doesn't happen. Goodness gracious. Perfect. Um, and then they're like, oh, quite white, quite white. And then, um, and then Mistress Tryon's like, come on, let's leave them into their morbid talk of politics. And she like grabs Claire's arm and Claire's like, let's. And then so the two of them like scurry off. And as they go off. Um, if I was Jamie, I'd be like hiding behind them. Take me too. <laughs> Take me too. Um, so then she, they walk off and then Mistress Tryon's like, I hear there's a game of high stakes whist taking place later. I find it very beguiling watching men gamble away their fortunes. And they both like chuckle. They're like, ah, 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 as they walk away. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're now cutting back to the ridge. And so we can see that there's more sort of locusts flying around. And um, um, most of the tenants have gathered at the big house. And we can see like Fergus and Marsley are in there. And Jamie's like, Arzmir guys are in there. And Josiah and Keziah and Bree and... And Roger and everyone are in there and they're having sort of a discussion about how they should handle this. Like, what should they do? And so Sinclair's like, the swarm is going to be here in a day. Um, And then they're all like, yeah, I, I, the crop will be crawling. If we wait any longer, we should burn Mr. Fraser's fields and be done with it. And they're all like, and then they all start yelling and, and Roger's trying to like 
get a word in and and Mm -hmm. everyone's just like you know arguing not stop talking so finally he just stops and yells fire (laughs) everyone stops and looks at him and he's like well that got everyone's attention and he's like that panic you felt in your chest that terror the instinct to protect yourselves from danger now imagine if there really was a fire and one of the guys uh something Lindsay, hugh Lindsay, something Lindsay. i can't remember anyway um, he's like, but we'd be rid of the buggers. And Roger's like, perhaps until more come along, but you'll be ridding yourselves a lot, a lot more as well. Like one shift of the wind and your homes could be reduced to ashes. Are you willing to take that chance, Mr. Lindsay? Basically saying like setting the whole field on fire is real. Like, how are you going to control that? Controlled uh, burns. They're very tricky. And I don't know if they quite have the 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 tools or knowledge to have that burn controlled in that time it's a very controversial topic i think they should be used more but Mm, interesting but yeah so he's like you know the wind shifts and suddenly your house is up in flames like Mm. are you willing to take that risk really and then sinclair is like i wish the colonel i wish colonel fraser was here he'd have an answer for this and roger's like well colonel fraser is a 10-day ride away and Lindsay's like so what is it that you propose we do, Captain McKenzie? And he pauses and he pauses. And then Lindsay's like, no answer. And then there's more people like arguing. And Roger's like, oh. yeah, like, thinking, I have to I'm say, thinking, Roger, before you tried to get their attention, you might have actually. I have a plan. He's he's just trying to like, he doesn't Contain really have them. a plan, but he's like, but I think your plan to burn Jamie's fields is not the plan we want. Well, yeah, I don't have true. a better one yet. Give me a minute. But I don't think this is the one that we want, guys. Um, and so like him and Brie look at each other across the crowd. And then now we cut back to River Run. And we have Claire and Mistress Tryon. I got to come up with an easier. Every time I say Mistress Tryon, I got to be like, I don't know what I'm going to call her. But anyway, it's a tongue twister every time. So the two of them are still strolling and they're talking and Mr. Tryon's like, I'm not saddened by leaving the the palace at Newburn. The building has certain elegant amenities, but I've never felt comfortable there. And then Claire looks over and sees this like man arriving off of the boat and he's dressed very typical of like what you would see the guys in France, like Philly, the white wig with the white powdered face with the fake mole. Okay. on and we've seen this guy so this guy's philip wiley we saw him in season four um i think it was the very first episode remember when they were at that dinner with where they first met governor trying and they were trying claire had that necklace on and they were trying to get people oh, to buy yes. the gemstone yeah mr wiley was one of the guys there oh, okay he was very annoying <laughs> and like oh, okay. you know took an interest in claire and he was like <laughs> and uh and she was like he, he was like sitting just across the table from her but anyway oh, okay. that's where this guy is from okay and so claire looks over and sees him and she's like my god is that philip wiley and mr Tryon's like you know him claire's like it's hard to tell under all that powder but yes i i met him at a dinner in wilmington though i found him rather and mr strand's like persistent um and claire was like i was gonna say annoying (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a much more polite answer than mine and and then uh mr strand's like ever since he returned from paris he's become an insufferable dandy not to mention a rake um which i'm pretty sure rake means like 
man whore, doesn't it? Yeah, I know that from Bridgerton. Our yeah, you know that. World so, class rank. And so Claire's like, mm-hmm. And then Mrs. Tryon's mistress Tryon is like, um, you know, rumor has it, you know, rumor has it he's in an he's in an obscene amount of debt after losing his fortune to gambling or to gambling and in houses of ill repute. And Claire's like, well, he's coming towards us. <laughs> and then Mistress Tryon, Mrs. Tryon looks at her and goes towards you. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm not yeah, this is and your then, problem now and she's like but perhaps i can distract him for you i'm the wife of a politician after all it's a particular talent of mine and she chuckles and then so then she like you know leaves claire to go intercept him and she's like oh mr wiley to try to like you know distract <laughs> yeah. him and get his attention so claire can like get out of there and then as claire's moving away she sees these like two ladies sitting out sitting out on like <laughs> I don't know a little mini sofa that they just have on the lawn um okay. as you do um sitting there talking the one lady's like you should have this you should have seen the look on robert's face when i told him that there were certain times during the month from now on where he would be sleeping in a guest chamber and the other woman's like and he agreed to it and claire's overhearing this and the, the woman's like well what could he say there it was written plain ink to the words of this Rawlings physician, he was cursing the day that women were taught to read. Another woman's like, but don't you think it's a little sacrilegious? A child is a divine blessing. If it's God's will, what sort of woman would willingly prevent herself from bearing one? And Claire just like cannot hold it in anymore. Cannot hold it in. She's like, perhaps the sort of woman who doesn't have the means to provide for an infinite number of blessings. And they both like look at her and just like <laughs> say nothing. And then like, look away and like stonewall her and she's like claire's like oh, well if you'll excuse me and then she goes to turn to get away and who's right there f and wiley oh, i was gonna say okay yeah walks right into him and she's like oh ah, and he's like mistress fraser and like his drink like spills on her or whatever um and you know she's like oh mr wiley and he's like oh did do um clumsy of me may i fetch something to restore your spirits and she's like no no thank you uh how very good it is to see you and i wrote in brackets it's not like <laughs> you can tell from her face she's like mm, nice to see you um and wiley's like i assure you madam the pleasure is entirely mine and he like ah. and he grabs his her hand and kisses her hand for like an comfortably long period of time and you're just like stop making out with her hand bro yeah that's weird don't do that and then we can see claire looks over and can see mistress tryon in the distance talking to this other woman and they like make eye contact and she's it's like when you know when you <laughs> give like, your, yeah you see your friend in the club and you give them eyes like save yeah. me and like help Help, help save me and your friend's and, just like i don't know what to do like i don't I'm, I'm like oh my god and so then claire's like well you are looking well sir and then wiley's like fortune has smiled upon me this year um um the trade That's with england not what the gossip says. yeah it's not what the gossip says he's like the trade with england has quite um has quite recovered you know and i've had my share of it blah 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 talking about other stuff i literally wrote blah blah um and this <laughs> and then mrs mistress tryon gives claire like a sorry look and then wiley's like you know may i observe how becoming you look 
As always, you're a most welcomed ornament to this humble affair. And Claire's like, <laughs> like we've all been there. That time where you're just like feeling so uncomfortable and yeah. you feel a little hemmed in by this guy. And you're just like trying to like be polite, but you're like, get me out of She's here. She's like, <laughs> and then this is when Mistress Tryon scoops over again. She comes over and she goes, excuse me, Mr. Wiley. And like grabs Claire's arm is like, Mistress Fraser's aunt is in need of her opinion. And we simply cannot keep the bride waiting. And Claire's like, Mr. Wiley. And they leave. And then Mrs. Good, that, like, she's a good um, I know, wing woman. Side woman. Wing woman. That's Opposite of wing woman basically came in and saved. And then she was like, yeah. She was like, you know, forgive my tardy intervention, but blah, blah, blah. And then, so takes her away. Um, So now, um, you know, we're back at the Ridge and we're in the big house. And, you know, uh, Claire and Brie are talking and Brie's like, you're doing the best. Claire and Brie. Roger like, and Brie. Claire's back there? How did okay. Claire get there? Roger and Brie. Sorry. Okay. And Brie's like, you're doing the best that you can. And Roger's like, tell that to it's Evan Lindsay. Tell that to Evan Lindsay or Ronnie Sinclair. And Brie's like, they're afraid and he's like so they should be if the locusts swarm their farms their families will be starved come winter and he sighs and he's like if your father were here and he's like hey what would he be able to do any differently and roger's like i wish i knew but i'm done trying to outthink him and then he stops and he thinks and he looks at what's around him and he goes hmm funny how certain things stick in your brain and he can see there's like this little fire over off the side and he's like locusts and smoke hi the story my father read me when i was a boy it's just coming back to me now something about a plague of locusts somewhere in the american west and then Bree's like i hope there's more to the story <laughs> yeah i hope it didn't end there <laughs> did everybody die what is specifics <laughs> what are the specifics <laughs> was there any details details um, would be helpful <laughs> and then uh roger's like they use smoke to drive them away before they could land where he's like do you think that would work and he's roger's like you know so many stories are based on fact you know there's there's some truth in fiction it could work um and basically he talks about how they could you know, set some small controlled fires around the field using green wood. Um, and then when the swarm comes over, there'd be so much smoke, they won't land. And then Roger's like, I mean, we'd lose some crop. There's no helping that. But if we can ward off the rest and he's like, that could work. And he's like, it could work. We just have to create enough smoke to cover the fields. Um, and then now we're back at River Run. I mean, I kind of like it, but you're, you're still playing with fire. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. We'll see where this goes, right? And so now we're back at River Run, and it's Jamie and Governor Tryon in the governor's fancy schmancy tent, because okay. you know he glamps. You know <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, he, he, glamps. he isn't a plebe. He's no peasant. Okay, got a big tent. You know, got a whole work desk in there and everything. And so they're a, in what there. did what did they call him? Your honorable, your Whatever. excellency, excellency. He's your an excellency, excellency. Um, and so then, you know, they're in there and then, so him and Jamie are sitting and talking and drinking and Jamie's like hanged. I thought you said the riot act outlaws assembly and Tryon's like, it does. It also permits me to indict any man who is, who was seen at the Hillsborough riots or any past riot. Think of it as delayed justice. I mean, these men should have been arrested months ago. And Jamie, and Jamie's like, and if they refuse to submit themselves to the King's justice, Tryon's like, well, um, then I've given the sheriff's leave to discipline any man who resists. Oh, it's a slippery slope. 
Yeah. Um, and Tryon's like, you know, as I said to you when you first arrived on these shores, Mr. Fraser, there is the law. And Jamie jumps in and goes, and then there's what is done. And Jamie's like, I'm glad you think so, but I'm curious. Why do this now? Your wife mentioned you were bound for New York. Tryon's like, yes, I begged her to exercise discretion until it was made certain, but um, been offered the governorship there. I mean, there's a few minor formalities that need to be observed, but I have friends who have assured me it's it's a fait incompli. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that right, but um, and James is like, hmm, and I take it these friends know the trouble we have with the regulators. And Tryon's like, you know, when I first took office in North Carolina, my wife wept for a week. I shared many of her reservations, and yet I must admit I have grown quite fond of the place. Pain me to leave it in chaos legacy of lawlessness jamie's like some of these men are savage at times but they're not entirely godless a legacy of mercy would be and the governor is like and they shall have mercy if they choose it best of both worlds heaven or hell you're like okay so this new law that he passed because at first jamie thought okay they're talking about pardoning all of the regulators but actually they passed this law that you know prevented you know, any riotous assembly prevented any mm-hmm. men from gathering. And it's retroactive. But then all, but then also part of what came along in that law was allowing them to hang anybody that has been a part of any of the previous riots. Yeah. Retroactive. That's yeah. Pretty, to yeah. all the, to that's all the previous up. riots and stuff. Cause that's, so, like, that's the dangerous thing with laws. Cause then you're breaking laws that you didn't know were laws and you, like oh at God. the time yeah. yeah and you're like at the time it wasn't illegal and you're like but it's illegal now but yeah but i didn't know that but you broke the law but yeah but it wasn't a law when i broke it that's stupid yep 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 yep, yep. slippery slope but anyway, okay so now we're back at the ridge and we have roger and josiah are outside and they're like mixing something okay. and then brie comes over and she's handing him more like buckets and like little pots and stuff just and she's like oh here's two more and he's like thank you and she's like oh god are you filling those pots with roger's like shite i and then he's he's like using what the it to hell are they making you'll find out he's like i using it to stave off insects and brie's like and here i was thinking it attracted them and then he's Roger's like, I'm making smudge pots. They've been used for centuries. Oil and dung goes oh, in here. Okay, yeah. We don't have crude oil, obviously. So we're using goose fat. And then when the pot's heated, smoke will pour out the top like a wee chimney. If it we place stink though, I'm sure. Yeah. But I mean Ugh. between that and locusts taking over your entire field. I guess. Bleh. So I don't then, know. I might want to starve. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then Roger's like, if we place enough of them out in the field, it should be enough to cover um, what the green fires can't reach. So that's what he's saying. Mm, so yeah, they're, they, they're doing yeah, the yeah. green fires on the perimeter. Sure. So are green fires less likely to go up? Because this is something like the green well, bark you, is less. Well, is yeah, so you're using live and not dry t- uh wood right so it'll smoke so it but won't flame yeah. i mean it might flame a little but it won't it it won't, it won't ignite and it won't it usually doesn't spark as bad because it's not dry and you don't have the sap pockets gotcha. so like yeah so green fires unless you're talking about conifers which is is a whole different story because pine resin um but if you're using like yeah green tim- green timber is just not dry and so it it smokes more and it doesn't it doesn't get as hot because there's water in it right 
Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so, okay. So then that's his plan is to have those green fires around the perimeter and then more the middle of the fields where they don't want to set fires, have the smudge pots. Mm, Okay. So, Hey Roger, not a bad plan. Let's see how it goes. Um, and then, um, so then he says that, so that he tells the plan and then Bree's like, very impressive, Professor McKenzie. And he's like, I, the only problem is I don't know how we're going to push the smoke from the pyre, fire pot pits over the field. Um, and Josiah's like, the wind's picking up. And Roger's like, but who knows what it'll be like by the time we're ready. And then Bree sort of looks around and she sees like, you know, some of the sheets on the clothesline and stuff. And she's like, I have an idea for that here. I'll handle this. You keep you keep shoveling your shit. And she <laughs> goes over and she takes like um a sheet off the clothesline. So you're like, okay. This is where, you know, engineer Bree might have an idea. Um, and then um now we're back at River Run. Um, and so we're sort of inside the house and sort of the front foyer area. Um, yeah. and Claire's in there, and Claire walks back over to the you know by the gift table and she's like abigail have you seen my husband and abigail's like no mistress shall i look for him she's like no no thank you don't worry and as she's talking we can friggin see wiley creeping up behind her oh no you're like (laughs) claire claire look out look out um and so she's standing there and she's looking at the the gift table the wedding gift table she's looking at the stuff and this dude is just right behind creeping her. up Ugh. behind her looking at her i know it's really creepy it's really unnerving and then he uh, just all of a sudden says chantilly lace oh my god i would scream <laughs> and she's like oh hi and he's like a favorite of the mistress of king louis um the mistress of king louis of france and i'm like oh the same Ew. king i don't know if it's the same would it have been the same king 20 years later yeah was it that no it was the one after that it would have been the one after that that died the in the revolution. King? I yeah, don't know. It was his son. No, the, the Sun King built the palace and then it's his son. It was before. Yeah, yeah. No, but was it the, who, what Louis was it that was there when Claire and Jamie were there? It wasn't him that was there when the revolution happened. It was the one after. Was it his son? Yeah, his son, the son of the, I'm sure, pretty sure it's the son. The Sun King's son is the one that got beheaded with Marie Antoinette. But the Louis, but louis i can't remember anybody that knows french history is screaming right now louis 14th was like the absolute monarchist one right and then after was it 15th was the louis we met and was it his son that was the i can't remember okay louis yeah okay louis the louis the sun king died in 1715 he reigned for 72 years and 110 days. Longest recorded. The Sun King, but what was that? Was he like the 13th, 14th, 15th? No, he was the 14th. And then I'm pretty sure it's his son. Was he the absolute, was he the sort of absolute rule one? Was he not the one that created like the absolutist absolute rule? Uh, I'm pretty sure the Sun King did. And he like 14th. Um, the 14th. And then uh, his son. Uh, Louis the fifteenth died in seventeen seventy four. Seventy four. So would he would would he have been the one that Jamie and Claire met? Louis the fifteenth. Yes, I believe so. Yes. And then was he it was his... the one in Versailles? I'm pretty right. sure. And then was it his son? Because the revolution didn't happen until like what seventeen ninety two is when that kicked off. 
So it would have uh, been. Yeah, the, yeah. His son is the last king of France before the fall of the monarchy during the French Revolution. Oh, he okay. was referred to as the citizen Louis Capet. Okay, okay. So, yeah. um, so I don't know which which King Louis oh, yeah, is okay. dating his, right now. Yeah, okay. His is because he died when seventeen seventy four. Yes, and then so and then he was seventeen seventy four, and then his son, who the one that was executed, uh, the sixteenth, was he died in seventeen ninety three with. Yeah, yeah, during the thing. Yeah. So if seventeen seventy four, so then it's prob. I don't think we're quite in seventeen seventy four just yet. So okay, so I think it's it's the Louis we met, Louis the fifteenth, that he's referring to the the, like one that Claire had the unfortunate duty. Yeah, the one that really pissed everybody off too. Because the Sun King, I'm pretty sure the Sun King was pretty well loved, and then it was the even though he was like a bit of a dictator. Although, isn't that what a monarchy is? Yeah, kind of. But I'm pretty sure it was the fifteenth and. Obviously, his son who got his head chopped up. I'm pretty sure those were the up. two that really pissed everybody off. But I can't remember. I haven't studied. Anyway, yeah. What a I, and I, I get most like history wrong. So <laughs> what a what a side tangent. Anyway, the a fave of the mistress of King Louis of France. I'm pretty sure it would be the King Louis that Claire met. The, yeah. Okay. Had to unfortunately sleep with. I would imagine. But anyway. I, that was just a question my brain because there's so many louis and there's a bunch of them in yeah, a row they're all, like yeah friggin a. but anyway so and he's like you know my, my humble gift to the soon-to-be jocasta innis and claire's like huh lovely and she tries to get by him and he blocks her and he's like pity it would look lovelier on you and she's like oh i'm afraid such things are too hard to come by or you know such things are hard to come by and she tries to get past him again oh there's zozo it's okay, Zoe. I know we don't he like Wiley either. Sleep. No, we she don't, did not. We don't like Wiley either. He's being creepy. He's being. She's saying, "I don't like that. I'm gonna guard Claire from him. I'm gonna fight him. him. We don't like that. No, because right? he's oh oh. It's okay, Zoe. I know. Boo that Philip Wiley. Who's daring to walk by the window, Zoe? Who is his name, Philip? Does he have a fake mole on his chin? <laughs> Do you have a fake mole? Oh. She's not quite done yet, guys. We'll we'll see who jaunted by. But it's okay. We'll just we'll just keep going until she's gets it out of her system. So yeah, so he blocks her path again, and he's like, "Pity it would look love far lovelier on you." And yeah, and then that's where she's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm afraid such things are hard to come by." And she tries to get past him again, and he blocks her. And he's like, "You know," and he goes, "The excise studios are quite inconvenient. That is, unless you know the right people." And she's like, "They both like laugh." She's like. Ha, 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 ha. He blocks her again, and then so Ew, she, that's when you punch. That's, <laughs> that's when, when you go for a, or a false. Right in the nuts. Right. And Root. so then, and then, so that's Whoops. when my she, knee slipped. Whoopsies. <laughs> and so then she like moves over to like by the table and makes it look like she's like moving the chair. I'm like, oh my God. Like she's trying to be nonchalant, but she's like <laughs> moving the chair and that kind <laughs> You're of stuff. creeping me out. And I was dude. like, oh my God. We've all been there, Claire. She's so well at like conveying that like slight. Did that just like uncomfortable? And you're like, like I'm in it. I'm. Major discomfort, verge of I'm starting to get a little panicky now. You're starting to be like, this could turn real bad, real quick. Stop blocking my path. I don't like it. 
We've all been there. I'm and then the vibes. I don't like this. <laughs> and then Claire's like, you know, as I was saying, fine laces of little use to me out in the backcountry. And then Wiley's like, and I was saying, if you know, if you knew the right people, you wouldn't be languishing in the backcountry. You'd begin enjoying <laughs> the finer things in life. <laughs> I, and he goes, I can procure you whatever you wish, whatever your hearts desire. He's like, I know an Irish. My heart's desire is for you to leave, leave me alone. My heart's desire is for you to fuck off. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, I know an Irish seafaring gentleman who does business in, in the Portsmouth oh, Wilmington. Bought and it. that catches Claire's attention. And Claire's like, you mean a, a smuggler? And he's like, why, Mistress Fraser, you wound me. Do you take me for a common thief? I only meant to imply that I have certain friends who are in the business of acquiring rare and exquisite things. A smuggler. Right? <laughs> like, like, yes, yeah, smuggler. <laughs> right? And then Claire's like, Mr. Wiley, I have something that might be of interest to you. And he gets like a gross smirk across his face. And I'm like, not that, bro. No, back off. Wake <laughs> that smirk off your face. And so now we cut to, okay, so now they're in like the front parlor area. And she like pours some whiskey for him. And he is watching her hands. And he's like noticing her rings. Her rings. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he takes a step and he's like, ooh, it's absolutely sinful. Ew, that's creepy. He takes like a sip of the whiskey and he's like, oh, it's absolutely, you know, sinful. And and, um, Claire's like, my husband makes it. And then Wiley's like, which one is he, pray tell? Silver or gold? Right? Referring to the rings, right? And she's like, "Mm, silver. The gold is from my late husband. And then Wiley's like, "Mm, my sympathies. Do you mean to say that Mr. Fraser permits you to wear another man's token so near his own? And Claire's I hate like, him. <laughs> well, I'm the last person that commented on her ring was bonnet. Like, also, like, yeah, fully assaulted her, and you're giving assaulty vibes. So yeah. I'm not loving this. You're giving train a, of conversation. Here. You're giving assaulty vibes. <laughs> yeah, just saying, salty um, and assaulty, both. both. <laughs> yes, and so then Claire's like. You know, my husband is a very under, and then Wiley cuts in, clearly an extraordinary man. Um, may may I, really I ask hope when he, he comes died? And stabs you, right? <laughs> and he's like, "May I ask when he died? Your first husband, husband, I mean." And Claire's like, <laughs> in 1974, what is it? No, it would have been like 66 ish. I know we did this before too. I can never yeah, remember. Yeah. Um, and then Claire's like, um. You know, you know, when did your first husband die? You know, and like Claire's like a lifetime ago, and Wiley's like he must have been quite the man to in- inspire such devotion after all these years. Nope, we hated him, and, and then we Cl- murdered him. Team Icy Roads. So <laughs> sorry, Frank. You weren't all bad. We just really, anyway. He was all bad. He was all bad. <laughs> Brittany Holmes. Every part of him. <laughs> um. But um and uh and she's like yes yes he was and Wiley's like a star fixed in the firmament of a heart forever to love and he does like a toast like to love and she's like indeed and then they like have a drink they have a drink and then she sits down and she's like Mr Wiley I was wondering if I might ask your advice and then he's like certainly I am at your service she's like. She's like, on a matter of business, this man of yours, this associate, well, 
if he knew of a way to circumvent certain financial inconveniences and he's like, anything you want, name it and it's yours. And she's like, well, I love when Claire gets to like take, she's like, listen, you're going to be friggin' sexist as shit in this time. I'm going to take advantage I'm of this shit. I'm going to use it to my advantage. All right. I will play. You the a game. pervy perv. I'm here for it. I will play the game. <laughs> also. Cause she knows up her sleeve. She's got Jamie. <laughs> Yeah. He will come in. Right. Um, and so she's like, well, like she I can hold her own, but like if need be, you know, back up, just yell. <laughs> um, and she's like, well, I was wondering my husband's whiskey venture. It's, it's barely breaking even, but a partner with the right connections. And then Wiley's like, trust me, Mr. Bonnet is possessed of, shall we say a notoriously unhappy temper. He doesn't do business with people he doesn't know. And then Claire's like, Hmm, well, Thankfully, we and then she stops and she goes, I would be dealing only with you. And I'm like, oh, Claire, oh. you're so smart, but also careful. Yeah, right. That's I a dangerous game. You. And of course, there'd be your share of the profits. And then Wiley's like, it does pain me to hear such dull, such dull words as profit coming out of those lovely lips of yours. <laughs> Ew. 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 Ugh. And then he stops and he goes, let's not spoil such a splendid day. Talking of such tedious matters. You show me your pride and joy. Now I want to show you mine. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like absolutely hate the way that was phrased. Yeah, there's something really creepy about the, that. Like I'm that show sentence. My pride and like joy. Um, I just feel like he's about to whip his dog out. <laughs> <laughs> I named it pride and I the mean... balls are joy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, I modern day equivalent of Wiley. He, he might. He might. Wiley would a hundred percent be that dude that would send a dick pic. Like, oh, 100%. right away. Oh, thinking like, of you, dick pic. <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay. It um, wants you. <laughs> Something stop nasty. It. Stop <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. So now. Let's get okay. So now we're back at the ridge, so we can see everybody is sort of lighting the smudge plots, placing them around all the tenants. Everybody's working together. Roger says to Josiah, You know, see the rest of those pots are delivered to Evan McKenzie's fields. Have your brother help too. And they're like, I, Captain, I, Captain, go on. And then Roger says to Bree, You know, when your father left me in charge, I thought I might have to mend a fence, wrangle the odd runaway cow, but no, I get a biblical plague. <laughs> Okay, that's actually funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and it was because like this episode aired like in the beginning parts of oh. uh, lockdown and like yeah. and stuff. I like honestly watching this whole series like the the smallpox was mm-hmm. like Ugh. watching the plague ship was like oh there was just like so many things. I was like end times. Um, okay, so now we're back at Riverend. So Wiley leads Claire to the stables. Uh oh. And walks inside and he's like, I'd like you to meet Lucas. And so Lucas is like this, like, <laughs> Lucas is not the name of his dick. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> right there. Lucas is like this black stallion that's like in the stables. And so okay. Claire goes over and she's like, oh, magnificent. And so Claire goes over and is looking at the horse and petting the horse and Wiley's standing behind her. And he's like, isn't he? I believe he's descendant. He's in a he's a descendant of Eclipse of the dollar the Dal Darley Arabian line. I don't know. And Claire's like, oh, Eclipse. And Wiley's like, one of the most famous racehorses who ever lived. 
Claire's like, Claire's like looking at the horse. She's like, aren't you sweet? And Wiley's like, sweet. Strange choice for such a magnificent creature. I feel and like Claire's he's about like, to bang her over her head and like drag her off. <laughs> it's really weird. And so then she's like, all right, then weird good vibes. nature, good natured and spirited. And he's like creeping up on her at this point. See? And she Tell can't, you. she's looking at the horse and I'm like, Claire, he's Claire, got a big Claire, club. Claire, Claire. Claire. Oh, and he's creeping up on her and he's like, and then Wiley's like, and above all, beautiful and then and you could he's like a vampire he's like looking at her neck and you're like what are you doing he's gonna do like the weird like charlie's angel like hair sniff (laughs) (laughs) that's what i had it's a similar creep level it's a similar creep level where you're just like gets the part of it he goes just a weird don't do that he does it to drew barrymore and you're like stop it like stop it but um and he's like above all beautiful and then he just pounces on her from behind <laughs> and goes to like start kissing her neck ew maybe he is a vampire and like he starts trying to kiss her neck and she immediately stop like, it, edward <laughs> tries to, edward stop it she immediately starts to push try to push him off she's like what the hell are you doing and she's like fighting him off and he's like mistress fraser told you Claire. pride and joy he's, he's like oh i hit the mic again he's like mistress Claser, miss Mistress Fraser, Claire, you madden me as he's like still grabbing her and she's trying to like fight his hands off and he's like grabbing her. Dude, and then nut shot this dude. It's so awesome. then, <laughs> So then all of a sudden she shoves him with her whole body weight. And what is he, it, Miss Congeniality? It's like toes. Yeah. Toy, toes. Oh, I can't remember what she says. I can't remember it. I know what you're talking about though. stage. <laughs> listen she was a she was an fbi agent okay claire doesn't quite have if claire had a scalpel right now oh she could Ooh. exact some pain but but good with that little dirk thing though she did she knew exactly where to go but anyway yeah, so she's kitty. like so she she's like fighting him and she shoves him real hard and he he like falls into basically a stack of manure <laughs> nice and sits right in it and as this happens we get a close-up of wiley looking up and he's like so angry and we can hear footsteps coming from outside as they're like hurrying up and we can see we can see like someone enter from like the knees down we don't know who it is but we can see them walking in with a purpose and we can see we can see wiley being like you bitch and he goes to like lunge at her jamie's gonna kill you it's jamie and jamie intercedes and slams him against the wall and wiley's like she got back up and then wiley (laughs) she can handle herself she showed him a pile of shit then jamie's jamie's timing it's like he like knew he was like spidey sense he's like "Mm, mm, mm, fair mm, radar mm. she's in trouble something's up something's up up. i took my eyes off her for too long she's someone's kidnapping her (laughs) um and so then he slams him against the wall and he's holding him there and then wiley's like she plied me with drink and practically begged me to take her where she stood and claire's looking at him like And Claire's looking at him I like, can't oh, even get upset because there's no way in hell Jamie would believe that. <laughs> and then and then and Claire's looking at him like, okay, fuck you. And then and Will and Willoughby. No, sorry, Willoughby. Not Willoughby. Not Willoughby. Wiley Not is Willoughby. like Wiley's like, the woman's a vile succubus. And Jamie, 
Jamie had straight <laughs> murder in it his would, eyes. It would have been better for you to tell him that you were, you wanted to try and kidnap her or something. <laughs> Don't insult her. He's never taking your side in this, you dodo head. <laughs> he literally, he's, you he's looking like Jamie's like got his arm up against like his neck and he's looking at him and he has murder in his eyes. And then Claire's like, um, and at this point too, I think he, oh, cause then he, when he says the woman's a violent succubus, Jamie's like, how dare you? And he pulls his knife out and like, has it right up to the dude's face. And I'm like, Wiley, you're making it worse. You dumb motherfucker. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, mother effort. And then, and then Claire's like, stop. And then she looks at Jamie. She's like, are you really going to kill someone at your aunt's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> and you can see, and he, she's like, he's not worth it. And you can see Jamie stop. And consider this. He's like, and he's like, mm-hmm. kind of is. <laughs> it's kind of worth it. But she raised some valid points. Good points at would the same not time be great. Would be troublesome. <laughs> I wonder if I could get Lord John to help me hide the body. Yeah. <laughs> like, do we have time? <laughs> do we have? To- Sorry, Auntie, to dig a grave. <laughs> no. Right. Okay, then maybe we have to wait. <laughs> and so then, so then he like takes his second, and then he looks at Wiley, and he's like, "If I see you near my wife again." I will kill you. You understand? And then he takes him and he shoves him towards the door. Um, And then he like throws, because he's walking around with a stupid ass cane. He throws a cane at him. Um, And then Wiley like, oh, tries to like I mean, fix himself dude, he's got like manure, manure on his butt yeah like, his, and then he just walks, take the l <laughs> and he walks and leaves as jamie watches after him with murder eyes still like he's still like you he's contemplating he's like mm, he's like mm. i could still get him yeah i could st- mm, there's mm. still time to, to turn this around i could, could do murder. it <laughs> i could just launch my knife at him right now okay we could do murder we could do that <laughs> we could do it and then after that you know what there around. is always time for murder Okay, Claire, <laughs> you're stopping our fun here. And then, so then after Wiley killed leaves, someone in like half an episode, <laughs> right? It's been so long. And so then he, um, he after Wiley leaves, he turns and he looks at Claire and he's like, "Oh, Claire!" And he hugs her. Um, and then as he he's like, "What were you thinking? Spending time alone with a man like him?" And then as he's talking, he like notices something on her neck and he rips off like the stupid fake mole that was on his chin (laughs) is like stuck on her neck i literally was about to ask you as he was straight his thing i wanted to be like does he still have the mole (laughs) no it's it's on her neck oh my god could you imagine having someone's fake mole stuck to you oh my god assaulted you and then he's like and so then he like takes it off her neck it's funny because in the book they play i mean there's another scene which we'll talk about that they do differently than in the book which pissed a lot of people off and i can see why um, and then, but there, this part in the book, Jamie doesn't walk in. Jamie or Claire manages, and it's more dark in the stable. I think she manages to like fight him off or whatever. And he try he like kisses her on the mouth, and she like fights him off or whatever. And then it's like and manages to get away, and she like is limping because she like hurt her leg or something in the fight. I think she does meet him and like hurts her leg or something. And then after the fact, outside, Jamie's talking to her after. And she's like, he's talking to me, but he's not paying attention to a single oh, word I'm saying. <laughs> he's just looking at her and he's like, I'm sorry, Sassnack, what in God's name have you been doing? Because the fucking mole is on her face. <laughs> and then that's when she that's when she tells him what oh. happened. And he acts like he's not bothered by it. But he's like, you want me to kill him? 
<laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> but um, but I think that's how it went in the book. But in here, like I'll Jamie be I'll be reluctant, in. but I'll kill him. <laughs> Jamie Jamie walks into, uh, and it'd be interesting because Jamie probably he didn't see Wiley on her. He by the time he got there, Wiley was already pushing a yeah. thing. But I feel like he heard her like he heard her being like what are you doing get off of me but because he was walking in with a purpose you're gonna hear like a scuffle and then there's there's literally like there's um there's a shot you can't see it when you watch it but there was like a an image released of the scene of the episode and you can see as he's walking in the door he's bending down grabbing the knife out of his boot Uh... (laughs) as he's walking and he's like oh get off my way but anyway Anywho, so Jamie says to her, um, what were you thinking? Spending time alone with a man like him and taking that fake mole off of her neck. And she's like, she's like, "Um, he knows Stephen Bonnet. And Jamie's like, what? He told you this? And she's like, well, it turns out it's a very small world. That smuggler he employs in Wilmington, Wiley's up to his neck in gambling debt. So I, I, I thought if I could tempt him with a business deal, then maybe he'd set up a meeting. I had a feeling it was Stephen Bonnet and turns out I was right. Jamie's like Christ, <laughs> like the stage just keeps getting better. Yeah. And he's like, speak of the devil, and he appears and goes, You'll not believe this. Lord John told me Bonnet put a dagger to a man's eyes in Wilmington. And Jamie's like, just goes to show you what kind of man Wiley is. And Claire's like, Well, now I've thrown him in horse shit and you've threatened to kill him. How are we supposed <laughs> to get him back on side? Yeah. <laughs> this is starting well for a partnership here. Oh, great. And then Jamie's like, hmm. You say the man likes to gamble. And he looks over at the horse and he's like, hmm. So now we're back at the ridge and we can now see that there's like smoke over the fields. And Brie has like basically made sort of a a fan type instrument with the sheets and like Mm -hmm. some tree branches and stuff to give people to help them fan the smoke. Right. right to help them direct the smoke and we can see the the swarm is coming and so there's a, a bunch of people are in the field and, and roger's yelling like don't stop keep your fires going and so they're all fanning the smoke and the swarm comes and they're all like "Ooh!" and it gets really dark and creepy and they bend they like duck down and they also have like bandanas and stuff over their mouths because of all and i'm like this also feels very covid-esque right now but because of the smoke and the smell and stuff yeah. like this um and then we can see the swarm flies over like ooh, okay um and now we're back at river run and so we can see wiley is sitting in the parlor at a desk looking at something and we can see someone throws like a coin purse on the table in front of wiley and wiley's like haha back so soon mr barlow i thought you'd had enough and then he looks and sees it's jamie and he's like oh it's you he's like <laughs> if you think that's enough to replace my coat you're sorely mistaken you know it was given to me by the countess of and jamie's like my wife was right I uh, cannot kill a man at my auntie's wedding. So it seems like we'll have to settle this another way. Duel, duel, and duel, then duel, duel. Wiley's like, <laughs> murder, murder. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, if you're referring to the incident in the stables, it was as I told you, I was the perfect gentleman. And Jamie's like, hmm. Can I murder him? <laughs> <laughs> right? Jamie's like, hmm. And he sits down and he's like, you're acquainted with the governor's wife? A fine woman, but uh, between you and me, she's not known for her discretion. One word in her ear, and in a fortnight, every man, woman, and child in the province of North Carolina will know what kind of gentleman you are. And Wiley's like, I have no doubt that Her Excellency thinks me a rake already. <laughs> like, eh, true. Yeah. Um, it'll be of no news Except to her. Hastings. 
<laughs> Ew, I know I I take that back right now he is a rake but we don't want to murder him we no, want to do not, other things not same creepy no girls. no Blech. he was broken rake which isn't he would never he was consenting jet. rake I was gonna say careful there was consent it wasn't that oh my god so gross anyway um you know, he's like, it'll be of no news to her. I'm afraid my reputation precedes me. And then Jamie's like, but uh, she hasn't heard the things I have to say about you. We'll settle this now. One game of whist. You win. I'll allow you to leave with your honor intact. And Wiley's like, and if I lose, Jamie's like the stallion, Lucas. And Wiley starts laughing. And Jamie's like, what are you laughing That's at? That's a stupid name for a horse. I'm Lucas. sorry. I don't and know then- why. That's a silly name for a horse. If anyone has a horse named Lucas, I'm really sorry, but I kind of think that's a stupid name. <laughs> sorry, no, no ill intent. Um, and so then Wiley's like, I mean, oh. I named my dog Blueberry, so again, I can't be. Um, yeah, no judgment. Glass houses, there, but. You know? Um, and so like, then how Wiley's could you like, you do a nickname. You can what you can call him, Lukey, Luke, Lukey, Luke. Luke. Luke is different though. Luke is not Lucas, is it? Is Luke the nickname of Lucas? I think Luke is short form for Lucas. I thought Luke was an actual name. Like it Chad. can be an actual Chad name. That is just a name. It just yeah. feels like it should be short for something, but, if but it's not. But if someone's going to do the short form of Lucas, it's going to be Luke. That doesn't just seem right. Saying. Short I form guess, of okay, Lukey is, is cute. Brit. Anyway, yeah, anyway. but I thought it was like Chad. Like Chad is just a name. Luke is just Chadwick. a name. Chadwick. I don't know. <laughs> it can be short form. <laughs> Anyway, oh, my mind is blown. My, anyway, so then Wiley's like, oh, you Scots are all alike, aren't you? You brutes place far too high a price on things like pride. The difference between you and me, Mr. Fraser. What's is- the sh- what's the long form of Tate? Oh, my God. Can we stop? No, we're not doing this. We're not. No, but now I'm confused. This. If Luke is Lucas and Chad is Chadwick. Chad can, anyway, is Ian a short form? I What's Ian? No, Brantney. I'm not entertaining <laughs> this side tangent anymore. Stop it. Okay. We still have 10 pages to go, Brittany. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, so he's basically saying you Scots are too prideful. You should have just gone with me and told me it was a stupid name for a horse. <laughs> anyway, Brittany. <laughs> He's like, the difference between you and me, Mr. Fraser, is given the choice between pride and gold, I'll take gold any day. Besides, Lucas is worth 10 times this amount. If you want to play at this table, Mr. Fraser, you're going to have to provide something far more valuable. Ew, don't put up Claire. I know you're going to win, but still, I don't like <laughs> put it. Put up Claire? Yeah. <laughs> you would act- sure, I lose. You can take my wife. <laughs> like, I don't okay. know. It just- okay. It's great. I don't know. You're playing with a creepy guy. You're you're gonna win, so you like take it to play on his creepiness and seem like you're a guy that doesn't care about your wife. You know, play in that whole trap. No, like but nasty. He, like that. No, but he's gonna play dirty. He's okay. gonna play dirty. You know, but he's but you not know gonna be like, give like, me your whole ass wife. Like <laughs> anyway, well, so- I'm just saying, <laughs> it seems like something Bonnet would do. So like you're trying to get in league with him and like prove that you could mm, no. work with a smuggler. Um, okay, so now we cut to outside. And so it's Jamie and Claire. And Claire immediately is like, have you lost your mind? And Jamie's like, he saw you wearing it earlier. And so Jamie's like, I don't know why, but he says it's the only h- thing he'll take for the horse. 
And Claire's like, because he saw how much this ring means to me. Don't you see? I humiliated uh, him. And this is his idea of revenge. Why do they all want her ring? He's trying to get Here. back at her now. Right? Um, petty, petty little man. Right? And his so, small wiener. And so Jamie's like. Um, he probably and- would send a dick pic, but not even one of his. He would find someone else's. That's like larger. Yeah, because um, his is too little and he's insecure. Size doesn't matter, but to him it matters. Right. So that's why I'm going to poke fun at him. <laughs> and Claire's like, don't you see? I humiliated him and this is his idea of revenge. And Jamie's like, and so what if it is? If I win this game, we get the horse. If we get the horse, we get to take revenge on the man and a man much worse than Philip Wiley. And Claire's like, no, not this, not Frank's ring. And Jamie's like, Claire, Stephen Bonnet. And then. Um, Claire's like Stephen Bonnet tried to rip this out of my throat or have you forgotten and Jamie's like that's why I need you to trust me this is our chance to get the bastard once and for all I won't lose it Claire and she's like and what if you do like who are you doing this for For, yeah and Claire's and Jamie's like what do you mean and she's like answer the question he's like for Brie for our daughter and Claire's like for your honor or for hers or Mm. no sorry for her honor or for yours yeah are you hurt is this yeah. your pride? Are you trying to get back at the man who made moves on me? Or is this for Brie? Right? And then and then Jamie's like, Ugh. and then she's like, well, if you're going to take this, then you might as well take both of them. And she rips both rings off and puts them in his hand and walks away. And you're like, ooh, I don't like these. Ouch, I don't like seeing this. them fight. I also hate that she's so attached to Frank's ring, but like logically, I get it. I, I logically, I get it, but I don't like it. But it's okay but she's don't ve- like it either but she's like you know she's very much like he's he's, he's fucking with me like he knows yeah that this see that's what i'm like and i don't want letting him, him yeah, do, this. do this yeah he's and doing I, it specifically yeah. and i get jamie because he's like listen like i like trust me I'll like win i'll win but them even back letting get even get letting bonnet. Me put we get her bonnet making, yeah making her put up the ring even yeah. if though you're gonna she win it a little betrayed by that it's just like yeah it's just well and then that's where she's saying is this for Bree's honor or is this for your pride is this your pride getting in the way because he you know put hands on your wife like i simultaneously love that you love me but also let's fucking not do this please so and now you're letting him kind of embarrass me more or like or try and embarrass me and you're like playing into that so but so she doesn't love this so she rips both her rings off and puts them in his palm of his hand and storms off jamie's like oh it's been a while since I've been so confused and lost as to why my wife is pissed off at me. God, but I feel I'm like I'm 24 again. <laughs> yeah. I might be sleeping on the sofa. <laughs> Brings back old times, you know? And so now we're back at the ridge and everybody's sort of putting the fires out, cleaning up, cleaning up, that kind of stuff. And then Roger says to Bree, like, we lost some beans. And then Bree's like, the cornfield was saved, though. It worked. And then this is where Evan, Lindsay, and, and Ronnie Sinclair walk up to him. And Lindsay's like... You know, Captain McKenzie, I thought this plan was, he basically says, like, I thought this plan was dumb, but it worked. I'm I'm, I'm indebted to you. And <laughs> I thought you were an idiot, but it kind of <laughs> worked. So worked. good on you. And then Sinclair's like, you I, know, I had really low hopes and I expected you to fail and you kind of didn't. So you, props. props. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then Sinclair's like, you know, um, you know, you know, I only lost half of my um, half an acre. You know, my family won't go hungry this winter. Thanks to you um i'm indebted to you kind of deal um and then um roger's like oh well we all helped 
And then Bree's like, maybe when Dower returns, he'll promote you to major. And Roger's like, Christ, I hope not. (laughs) 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 No, this isn't stressful enough. Absolutely not. Um, Okay, so now we cut back to we're back at River Run. It's we can tell it's sort of like nighttime out now. We're in Jocasta's room now, and she's like sitting there getting ready. And then Marissa gonna throw Pebble at the window. (laughs) Close, and we can hear like a knock, and she's like, "What is it?" And then Ulysses comes in, and he's like, "Um." Mistress, a guest has arrived late. He uh, has a gift for you. And Jocasta's like, I'll no be receiving any more visitors today, Ulysses. Tell him to leave it downstairs with the others. And then we can see that, like, Ulysses opens the door and Myrta comes in. And then Myrta's like, Myrta's like, a cranky well. one. And then Myrta's like, well, that's a right shame, seeing as I came all the way here to give it to myself. And Jocasta's like, what are you thinking? Coming here today of all days. The governor himself is downstairs. And then Ulysses is like, lucky for me, I ran into your man outside. And well, that was before I could do anything rash. And then Ulysses <laughs> is like, Ulysses is like, I um, felt it wouldn't do, mistress, to have a man shot the night before your wedding. <laughs> and then um, good man. And then Myrta gives gives Ulysses a little wink and then Ulysses leaves. And then um, Myrta and Jocasta hug and she's like, you're completely mad. You know that? Myrta's like, I suppose that's part of my charm um and then um he goes i didn't want to come by empty-handed and she he hands her like this on a ribbon like a necklace with like this crest on it and then it's the same sort of crest that he wears on the tartan on his chest um and then she's like why why have you come and he's like to ask something of you something i have no right to ask but i'll ask anyway because i can't face myself the rest of my days if i didn't and she's like, and then she's like, okay. And then he's like, will you wait for me? And she's like, oh, you ask me now, the day before I'm to be wed. <laughs> yeah, um, and then he's like, he's like, you hey, have no. Jocasta, you love the man, but he's an idiot. Right. Okay. We've right? established this in season one. Oh, Myrta. And so then he's like, well, you have no love for Duncan Innes. Any fool can see that. And she's like, well, you might have informed me of that the day I told you he proposed. Um. You said not a word, only that you wouldn't stand in the way of my happiness. And Myrta's like, well, I'm standing in the way of it now, aren't I? And then he's like, Christ, I didn't think you'd say yes. If you just listen to me, Andrew is like, to what end? You're a wanted man, Myrta. Zoe, who are you talking to? Me. I'm messing with her. Oh, Brittany, I can hear it. She was eating some food and then she was licking her lips and now I'm licking my lips and then she licks her lips and she's very confused about what I'm doing. She's going, I can hear her go. Because I keep going. Nuh. And then she licks her lips and she doesn't know what the hell I'm doing to her. It's really cute because she's mimicking me. <laughs> but she's mad about it. Oh I'm not mocking God. you. It's just cute. Um. Okay. So then. um, So he's like, you know, if you just listen to me and then. You know, she's like, to what end? You're a wanted man. And he's like, I for now. Brittany. I might have riled them up. I know. I'm <laughs> trying. It's a weeknight. We got to work tomorrow. I'm trying to get through this quick for you so you can go to bed. And she's fucking around and talks. Oh, my Lanta. Okay. So um, she's like, you're a wanted man. And he's like, I for now, but to have you by my side in spite of everything, in spite of all that's happened. And she's like, is that supposed to convince me? Is that an opinion, a reason, a question? What are you trying to say? 
And he's like, I told you once I wanted a woman who could hear in a man's voice that he meant all the right things, even if he didn't have the right words to say. And then they kiss and then she pushes him away. And she's like, I'm sorry. And then she sits down and then he's like, why in God's name would you choose to grow old with a man like Ennis? And then she's like, she's like, I've long since grown old, Myrta. You cannot fault me for wanting to spend the time I have left with a good man whose only cause will be my happiness. And then she says in Gallic, she or no, it's not Gallic. She says, Lucio non uro. She's like, do you know what that means? And he's like, I shine, not burn, which is the Mackenzie model, right? Right. Um, okay. And so this is, okay. So she launches into, so she says, my father told us that you could place a Mackenzie in the hottest fires of hell itself, a fire that would burn any other man to bones, but a Mackenzie would not burn. No, a Mackenzie would survive. The night we lost Culloden, Hector came running into the house with a madness in his eyes I've never seen before. He told us, me and my youngest daughter, Morna, told us to gather up all we could carry. We were going to go to America, he said, to a better world. So we did what he bade us, and we rode off in the dead of night. We were bound We were bound for the estates of my eldest girls. Sean, this is a very Scottish-looking word. Sean, <laughs> I think it's Seanad and Clementina were her two eldest daughters. They had bairns of their own by then. Zoe, we're about to get into a very emotional monologue, please. Zoe. You're wrestling. Stop it. You see them? Zoe and Blue. <laughs> I need you to cooperate. Listen, you two. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop biting each other. <laughs> Oh, children. Okay. So she's like, yeah, they had bands of their own. I I knew well what the Redcoats would do if they reached them, drunk as they were on the blood of the Jacobites. Um, what I didn't know then is that, so she didn't even know about this, that okay. Hector had stolen a case of gold. Stuart oh. gold. That oh, that was a, the gold? That was Stuart gold. Stole it? Stuart gold that had arrived from France too late for the battle. We'd been traveling till oh. til near dawn when two dragoons came upon us. Mm-hmm. Um, so two dragoons had came upon us. Um, and then she starts, she just starts crying. And Myrta's like, okay. And she, then Jocasta says, she was 16, Morna. She was so beautiful. I left, and she's just sobbing. And she's like, I can't do this monologue justice. Like, I cannot do this justice. But then Jocasta's like, I left her there in the mud, lying next to strangers. Her bones may be there still on the road, gone to dust while I've sat here for years, growing old in a palace made from the gold that took her from us. Oh, that's really sad. And then she says, Shonag and Clementina perished in the fires. Um, So all her children were gone. And then Myrta hugs her from behind as she's sobbing. And he's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, whenever I close my eyes, I saw it. I could... Um, I could hear Morna screaming for me, could smell the fires burning to the north, calling for the last of my children. And when the world grew dim around me, I saw it even clearer. My my blindness is punishment for leaving her, for not looking back. Hector believed in the Jacobite cause. And like you, he believed he could change the world. And I lost everything because of it. And Myrta's like, I am not Hector. Hmm? I will not risk your happiness. After the war to come, 
podcast is like, there'll be another and another and on and on until long after we're both gone from this world. Um, And then she says, you once said you wanted a woman who truly lived, who knew what life is, not what she wished it to be. Well, I know what this life is and I know what sort of man you are. And he's like, and what sort of man is that? And she says, a sort of man. She says, a sort of man who will lose everything for what he believes in. The sort of man I swore I would never give my heart to again. Please go. I must rest for tomorrow. And she gives him back the she gives him back the necklace. And then oh. he stops and he says, I love you, Jocasta McKenzie. This world may change, but that will never change. And as he goes, he like he then leaves it on the dresser by the door. And then he says, I only wish I'd been brave enough to say it sooner. And he exits. And then she's just like sobbing. Let's, I just want to say props to Duncan LaCroix and Maria Doyle Kennedy in that scene because, oh, baby, the emotion was real. Um, That's what okay. acting. Acting. <laughs> Um, okay, and so now we cut back to okay, so yes, it's still nighttime. Claire is now she's got like a shawl on. She's walking down the main stairs in River Run to go out the front door, and she, you know, doesn't look like she's in the greatest mood. <laughs> um, and so well, yeah, she walks outside. Yeah, so she walks outside and then she walks over to the stables and she goes and she sees Lucas in the in the stables and she is like petting him and she's like, I hope you're worth it. And then it's at this point that Jamie comes stumbling in and he's he's a little disheveled. His hair's a little disheveled. And he's like, I've been looking for you. And she looks at him. She's like, you're drunk. <laughs> Even then, better. Like, you're drunk. And then he's like, well, I had cause to celebrate. And he opens his hand and he has the two rings in his hand. She's still pissed. She's Well, yeah, like, it's great. not about that. He's like, great, cool. And so she's just like, she's like, and she just looks at him. She's like, I didn't think there was anything else Stephen Bonnet could take from us, but you almost let him take those. And then Jamie's like, Bonnet had nothing to do with it. You're condemning me for wanting to make Wiley pay for what he did to you. And she's like, no, I'm condemning you for letting your hatred of Bonnet and Wiley come between us. You let him use your Scottish pride against you. And he's like, my pride. And what about yours? You say and do what you like, no matter the consequences. You think too much from your own time as he approaches. Oh, <laughs> I'm tell you, this, is, this whole Fraser. scene, this whole scene happens differently in the book. And once I read it in the book, I was like, yeah, I don't entirely know what the writers were thinking with this. Because they just, anyway, if you remember way back, maybe we were in like season two and I was like, you know, sometimes like, Jesus. words just come out of the mouth of a character and you're like nah no, i'm just choosing to believe that. that's not you i just we're just jamie didn't say this is the writers took over your body made you say something that is possessed, not but... you it's coming up so then like because he why he wait was, wait wait it's, all that's of this, not even would not that's, say that that's not even the line i'm talking about just wait oh, just no. wait so oh, he's no. like he's like you think too much from your own time and she's like i don't need you to tell me how to behave Thank you. And he goes, sometimes you need reminding. And then, and then she goes to leave and he grabs her arm and he goes, you're a woman like no other Sassanac, but don't forget, you're still a woman. <laughs> that's, oh my That's God. the line. That's the line that I choose to believe. Like, they just, like, something possessed his body. Head? 
something just possessed his body in that moment. And he, because he says like one of the most sexist fucking things ever to her. That, like, maybe something years into their marriage. I was like, maybe season Amy would say that, but yeah, maybe season one before they're better by now. You are better than that, James Fraser. And it goes down, put you back in that tree. (laughs) So, so he says that. And then she should throw she that looks ring at, at his him. head. She looks at him and she slaps him. Good, good. I'm sorry. I don't condone violence or domestic. <laughs> just, just wait. That though. deserved just, a slap. Just wait. Oh, just no. wait. So she slaps him and they stare at each other. And then he lunges at her and kisses <gasps> her and she pushes away. And then they stare at each other. And then she takes her shawl off and kisses him again. And then he pushes her away. And then he pushes her. They go into one of those stalls. He pushes her against the stall. Oh, and they this is the hay start going for it. And I'm just like, the horses are very calm right now. You know? Just know how I like that. this. And so then they start. And then also, these, these are lines. These are lines from the book. But it just doesn't. It's the way it came in this. It just doesn't fully make sense. Because then. Because again, cl- would well, Claire wait, wait, nor wait. would Claire slap him and then just be he, like, oh okay. I mean, uh, if we remember their fight in season three after the Leary thing, like she was about to if Jenny hadn't thrown that bucket of water on her on them when Jenny came in yeah. and was like, no, but, but like, but would he? Would she then be like, oh, let's go roll in the hay and like not? I like, mean, she, she knows this man. She, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, know. This feels a weird. lot of, a lot of people had issues with the way this whole scenario and scene went down and it played a lot, it played a lot differently in the book. It was like mm-hmm. in the book, it didn't initiate in the stable. Well, first of all, this next line that comes up. So he has her against the stall and he goes, oh, no. he literally says to her, you're going to die. He literally says, look down, look down, watch as I take you, watch, damn you. <laughs> Oh my god, Brittany! She's in like so many layers of clothing, and like she looks down for in her like five rolls of dress, her like five layers of dress. She looks down for a second and looks back up, (laughs) and I was like, that line doesn't even match with the direction that's happening in this scene. Oh, I, I. Anyway, I. Anyway, the way that from what I can remember, the way that scene plays out in the book is. Um, I can't even remember if the rings are in. There. I feel like that whole thing was inserted. She was mad about. I think she's mad about something. There's this whole other side plot too, where she sleeps in. She sleeps in the house, um, and it's in like a common room with a bunch of the other ladies, and so there's like a bunch of them having to share this bed, and like she just can't sleep, and then she's lying there, and she feels someone sneak into the room and start playing with her feet, and she thinks what? It's Jamie. She thinks it's Jamie. And then the person, I'm glad that got cut. That is cr- and yeah, disgusting. I'm glad this part. They start playing with her, start playing with her feet, her toes, and then it insinuates like gets higher and gets their hand up her in there. Thinking it's Jamie, but then it stops and the person leaves, and then she like gets up and goes to the top of the stairs, and she's in her nightgown, and then Jamie walks in the front door and is at the bottom of the stairs. And so then she's like, either that was Jamie or I'm wrong. And that was Philip Wiley. And I can't ever ask him now because if it wasn't him, it means it was Wiley and Jamie will actually kill him. Yeah. 
And, and rightfully also, so. Also, though, the whole premise, I mean, a lot of, I think my friends are like, I think it was Jamie. I was like, I don't know. Because then he went down the stairs and like didn't say anything. But I'm like, if it wasn't Jamie, why would he that do that? Means, in the- then that means that she was assaulted. Yeah. In a bed with other sleeping. Why would Jamie do that? And I'm like, maybe it was him. He was drunk and kinky. But if it wasn't him, it means it was probably Riley. And she was and she was assaulted. Yeah, I don't either like way, either of these. Anyway, I don't so like that, any of these options, even if it's so Jamie, anyway, but but that, aside there was from no that consent point, in that. So anyway, so that part anyway, I, I see why like they it. cut that. I see why they cut yeah, that. But I don't the, like that. But at all. the rest of the part is she's she's coming down the stairs. And I don't even think they have the issue over the ring. I can't remember. They're upset about something. But maybe she's her at, weird she's at the top. She's at the top of the fondled. stairs. Actually, maybe they're not even in an argument at all. I literally can't remember. People, book readers, I know I'm going to get an email or like a long DM being like, Stracy, listen, it's been like a year and a half since I've read Firecross. I can't remember. But so they might not have even been mad at each other. And this, this, the sex, oh no, the sex didn't come from makeup sex. It came from, they've been dying for a moment alone all day and haven't been able to because they're surrounded by people. And then the I mean the Wiley thing did have the in terms of the stable thing he made yeah, a move yeah, on yeah. her yeah yeah but different but I don't think that there was like this thing I don't Ring. I think that was whole convoluted but anyway um he comes in and he's slightly drunk from being you know mingling with other guys and he's at the bottom of the stairs and he sees her at the top of the stairs and he like can't control his like lust anymore and he's like come down here now <laughs> and she's like Okay, and she comes down the stairs, and he like takes her out to the stable so that they can get a moment alone, and they like have like rough sex, and the line makes more sense because she's in her that nightgown. That makes a lot more look sense. Down, I yeah. want you to look at that makes more and sense because she's in a nightgown. Said, and like the command to come down the stairs, he so came she's down kind the stairs into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both Fine like that. they've been trying to do it all day and yeah. haven't been able to, and so then this he sees her and he's like, "Come here now." Yeah. Like, okay, and she comes down the stairs, and then but not like, when you're in like full pants yeah, and like right out of a fight where you were a sexist dick. Yeah, and now so, you're gonna be something like that. So anyway, little... the execution okay. of this scene is a little—it's odd. It's—it's it's a little odd. Zero and out the, of ten. And no that, stars. That line of like, "You're a woman, no, unlike no other Sethnak, but don't forget, you're still a woman." Slap. He deserved that slap. He deserved that slap. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. so anyway, they do the hanky panky, and then now we cut to the next scene is post hanky panky, and they're sitting. So ask them how it feels to do it in hay. I don't know. Um, good. Although she's in so many layers of dress and clothing, I'm sure she didn't feel anything. That's um, true. She's got protection. Um, and so now we're the next scene is so post hanky panky, and now they're both like sort of sitting in a saw leaning against the wall, and she's like got her head on his shoulder, and they're like <gasps> catching their breath. They're older now. It takes them a minute to recover from such activities, you know. And then Jamie's like, oh, you didn't hate me for coming after you like a raven beast. I do. I do. Okay. okay. And then and then Claire's like, no, I quite liked that part. And then she and then she's like, though, I think I have a rather nasty bruise. And she's like over here and he like kisses her shoulder where she's like going to get a bruise. And then she, and then she's like, I wish I had seen the look on Wiley's face when he lost. And Jamie's like, the man was almost in tears till I told him I'd trade the beast for a whiskey partnership. 
Yeah, like they do something. He does something because the whole thing is a, a partnership comes out of it. But it's so many different circumstances happen at this wedding in the book. Like there, someone mm. dies. There's a murder they have to figure out. Like so many things happen. <laughs> so they streamlined it, took a lot of extra stuff out. But yeah, yeah people were not loving how this scene played out. I'm with you. Um, and but yeah, so then, you know, the man was almost in tears, um, you know, till I told him I'd trade him the beast for a whiskey partnership. And Clara's like an introduction to the best smuggler in North Carolina. And Jamie's like, I, Mr. Bonnet will personally be meeting um, Mr. Alexander Mac- Malcolm. Sorry. Zoe. We're almost done. We're almost done, Zozo. So he's a like, little yup. Little yodels. So then he's like, Mr. Bonnet will be personally meeting Mr. Alexander Malcolm purveyor of the finest whiskey in carolina so i was like man he has so many damn identities how do you keep them straight a lot of aliases right um and well, then it helps that he has 15 middle names. middle names it helps just mix them around um and then he's like and i thought mr and claire's like and i thought mr malcolm's smuggling days were over james like mm. and then he goes believe me so did i and then he's like we have him that bastard will finally pay for what he's done you were right claire i'm not doing this for brie i'm I'm doing it because I want to see the monster that hurt our daughter dead for no other reason, but I need to see it done. Is that so wrong? And Claire's like, no. And she says, promise me, Jamie, promise me that Steve Bonnet will never take another thing from us again. And then he pulls out her rings and puts the, puts them on each finger on, sorry, on each hand. And then like kisses her hand. And he's like, I promise Monian down. I love when the script just says speaking Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> So he says, I promise Monian down. Um, and he goes, and he goes, I promise that these rings will never leave your hands again. I swear it. And then they kiss and do a little forehead kiss. And then um uh, the next scene. So it's it's morning. It's we're in like a coffee house tea room in okay. town, and it's Forbes. Okay. Pippin, the lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. He's sitting there with like two cups of tea, reading a paper, and we can see a man approaches and sits down, and it's bonnet. And then um, Bonnet sips something and he's like, and he's like, is this what the gentlemen of America are drinking? And Forbes is like, I'm afraid they don't serve ale at the coffee house and laughs. And then Bonnet like dead serious is like, what makes you think I prefer ale? Like he's trying to be like a gentleman now, right? He's like, like, what makes you think I prefer ale? (laughs) And Forbes is like, no, I I was just, uh, I meant nothing by it, Mr. Bonnet. Thank you for coming. I know you're a busy man. I've, uh. I've come from River Run and the wedding of Jocasta Cameron. And Bonnet's like, Cameron? Kin of J- Kim to James Fraser? And he's like, yes, the very same. Mistress Innes now, of course. And Bonnet's like, well, you must give the old bat my heartfelt congratulations. And then Forbes is like, as a matter of fact, it appears you're to be congratulated. Your son is now the proud owner of River Run. Bleh! This is not gonna go well. Nope. Uh oh. So now the next scene, we're back in Tryon's fancy tent. Fancy, fancy tent. Okay. So we're in his tent, and Jamie enters, and he's like, "Your Excellency." And Tryon's like, "I've received some rather regrettable news. It's a shame after such a lovely celebration, but it's the way of the war, unfortunately." Do you know how many regulators submitted themselves to the mercy of the courts? Not one. Not one man. I had hoped it wouldn't come to this, but it seems we're going to have our war after all. I've managed, um, I've arranged for a convoy of munitions to be delivered to General Waddell. As soon as he's in receipt of those, he will meet me in Hillsborough. 
You're to gather your men and to find us there within the fortnight. Um, and then, um, and then Jamie's got like a look on his face and Tran's like, oh, you're free to enjoy this evening's festivities. Don't worry, Colonel. It should all be a quick, it, um, it should all be a quick fight. And Jamie's like, and Jamie's like, I, and the regulators are disorganized. No way, no way prepared for the war against the crown. And like a look of like shit <laughs> like the regulators yeah. are gonna get destroyed and then episode ends Told you so just got to we die. are heading for a battle against battle the regulators Royale. against the regulators oh dear okay we made it oh my lord oh my lanta we're almost at two hours so that was the episode nice wiley's a creepy creep yep don't like him blah, 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 blah. don't like forbes don't like bonnet Indifferent to Innes. Yeah. I mean, Duncan Innes is a nice, nice man. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's, an nice. Elder, he's a nice elderly gentleman. He seems like he doesn't have a bad, malicious, creepy bone in his body. So that's a change of pace. Yeah, that's good, right? He wasn't nice. a sexist asshole this episode. So, you know, doing good. Like I said, I just, I just, I personally just yeah, refuse I feel like that to believe him. that line doesn't make sense. I feel sense. like even Claire didn't. She's like, I, you just had She's a like, stroke or something. I don't know what that was. It's so funny because younger her like she slaps him but then she's like okay because like younger her like oh it's so interesting like how they fight differently in their like older age and like they're more settled into their marriage and they know each other well and they're not so hot i mean they're hot tempered but it's different explosive yeah there's there's a scene in book nine which i won't say the context of because i don't want to like spoil anything but they're fighting about something that happened oh, so they're both the still previous- alive nice maybe I mean, you never know. Timelines, girl. Timelines that is true. This could be all in the 19, time in this. They could both be in 1980. What the hell Who do knows? I know? But basically, there's something that's happened that Jamie is having a hard time letting go. And uh, jealous man. And he, um, they're fighting about it. And he says something like really fucking awful. Like really. And she literally looks at him and goes, what's wrong with you why would you say that you know that's not true and he literally was like because i was just trying to get you mad at me right now (laughs) (laughs) i like that when you just stop and you're like no you didn't mean that what the fuck (laughs) what are you literally was like what's wrong with you why did you say that you don't mean that and he's like i know i was just really trying to think of the worst thing i could think of right now because i wanted to get you mad at you're like i just want to fight so i was trying to piss you off <laughs> did it work it's like it's just like such a contrast from like the fight they have in um mm-hmm. the reckoning where like they're saying the, they're they're saying awful shit to each other and they're both biting and they're yeah. both just like rah, rah, rah. um okay so thoughts on this ep- thoughts on this episode and like w- we're about the halfway mark so like what well where i told do you, you we're going plus just got stirred we got bonnet is about to get his shit I don't. There were literal pots of shit pots being of shit. stirred this episode. Yeah. Yep. Some and shite. piles of shit, and with goose oil. Yeah, and horse shit, and just, there was a lot of shit. I mean, Roger wasn't atrocious. Good so plan. Props to that, he had a good plan. He had a good plan. He 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 wasn't egotistical. He he can acknowledge his shortcomings and use his strengths to his advantage without being an absolute dick to Bree. So that's good. <laughs> Um, Wiley, that bitch gotta go. Yep, don't like him. Don't like him. Don't like Forbes. Jamie should have killed him. Conniving. Jamie yep. should have killed him. Yep. Yeah, we don't love Forbes. Nope. 
I'm sad that there wasn't any cat. Well, we, we got a little we bit, a little bit brought the, a dead not, locust. Like, yeah. And like, it was a good warning system. Good job. Good, 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 good job. Adzo. That was um, the highlight. Good yeah. Um, okay. Well, shit's about to start. Told you halfway. Now oh. we got the ship. We got to deal with Bonnet while we're getting ready for a regular war as a revolution starting because Tryon is well, stirring some shit like up before this war, New York. It sounds like this war of regulation is imminent imminent like in a fortnight he's literally like yeah this is this is and bonnet is there in town so like that's probably going to be like wrap that up next episode i would hope i really hope that this bonnet stream isn't one that like keeps going like (laughs) two seasons is enough with this ass hat (laughs) we don't need him in the next season no we need to kill that kill the moon um okay so in the house where is everyone so like main players this episode like okay so we got like roger and brie roger and brie i feel like they just had like a lot of smoke inhalation and like they did some work they probably need like a bath like a soak a good warm bath i don't want to picture it but like they can have like a double soap tub thing (laughs) i don't want to know what's happening i don't like roger but whatever they need like a bath they probably smell smoky and like goose grease and dung and stuff so they can have like a bath like a big bath in a nice in- eucalyptus steam, probably for their lungs, because I'm sure that monoxide and CO2 is not great. Just gross. All yeah. that's the gross. Okay. All right. Probably so like goose some alone time. Grease in their like hair and stuff. Ooh, it probably gross. smells so bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're doing that. And then um we don't see much of Fergus and Marcy this episode, oh, but they're yeah. there. So we doing their thing with their their kids with the maybe. kids like just playing with their kids maybe? are they babysitting jemmy i don't yeah, know yeah they can jemmy? have jemmy i think they can have jemmy sure okay. um they've already had their bath because i'm sure they were all in that the whole ridge oh, everyone yeah. everyone, everyone I, maybe let's just everybody smoke. yeah just let everybody that was at the ridge just have baths everyone's you, having baths baths and like cold water because i'm sure it was like hot and like taste gross like Jamie I don't know. and Claire get back Brush from the wedding teeth? and are like what the fuck happened yeah. what some why is it all st- why does my bedding smell smells What's like that? let's just get everyone like toothbrushes toothpaste shampoo like everyone have a bath a steam a rest go to sleep and relaxing just whatever yeah um and what Mercasta Mer- Mer- where's oh, Merta yeah. and and Jocasta think- she rejected him but like it was a sad rejection it was like, a sad so I feel like he's like to. Odin the woods just having like some pummel time like you know when you get like a bag and you just gotta like those movies where you gotta like punch pummel it out and he's like you know just working out the like sadness and the regret mm. so i think he needs mm. like a boxing bag sure and like yeah he's just it's not a treat not a treat don't do that that hurts don't your do that no that's jamie and he's about to go to war so He's yes, got to deal with he's got to deal with all these emotions. So he's, he's going to be on the opposite them. side of Jamie. Yeah. That's awkward. so. I think this is his night to like work through it and like have those regrets. But like, dude, you you picked this course. She's married. You got to like gotta try not go. to die. Okay, try not to die. Yeah. you're gonna die, but try not to die. You need your eye on the uh, eye on the. You need your head in the yeah. game, bro. You need yeah. your head in the game, Murta. Because Jamie's about to try and kill you. You got to <laughs> battle to survive. Um, and Jocasta. Oh yeah, well, him and his, I don't know. They don't need to be in the big house. They can be in River Run doing their thing. Yeah, and like having their honeymoon. I don't know what they do. They can know. do their thing. Doing what they do on the Discovery I don't Channel. Know. I don't want to know. 
um, and um, Governor Tryon, his wife. I like his wife. Yeah, she's fun. I feel like she should be like away from him. <laughs> Can we send her back? I don't know. Does she want to go back to England? Because <laughs> like I know the war is coming, and she seemed fun and get nice, her out of it, and not like she was she was a part of his nonsense. Like she was just getting dragged along, and like she was there to try and help, you know, Claire, and was against Wiley. Like the so, escape. yeah. So like I don't know. Can we get like? Like, what's something fun for was she um, i don't know she's i don't uh, know gossiping with the other ladies and yeah away from her husband and what's Tryon doing where is he like him keep him away from the big house yeah Get away from myrta in the woods please yes stay away he needs to do like some hard manual labor like, let's go have him, like, till a field. Like, he has to go pick up the locusts or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, go pick up their carcasses or something. I don't know. Scrape dung off of something. Sure. I, clean up the pots. He has to go clean up but all the pots. But we want to keep him away from the ridge. We don't oh, want yeah. We don't want him at the ridge. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. He's got to go do like, hard labor. He just, he needs, dude's got to get a grip on reality so like get away, get away. you're gonna go live in a cabin try and survive okay? okay when you can do that then come and talk to me yeah right. grow your and food go try and we'll grow talk. food and pay taxes okay then we can talk go grow your food that's so <laughs> funny um okay and then where is gerald forbes and bonnet and wiley okay well wiley and forbes i'm gonna put them in a box and i'm gonna fill it with locusts they don't have food and they just get to survive in there with locusts just crawling creepy crawling all over them like fear you want to be creepy they're gonna be creepy but let's make them also carnivores so they eat them ow i don't like them very much yikes sorry guys ouch forbes you're a lawyer there's client privilege you're not supposed to tell people what people put in their wills things so you're in the box with the insects too eating you I hope that locusts eat flesh. I don't know. I'm making this is my reality, and that's what I'm going to do. These are Britney's rules. Yeah, and Bonnet. I had fire ants eat him last time, so right. we need something yes. worse. I really that's don't true. like him. Definitely. You know that saw gross thing where you have to like watch the big saw come down and like cut parts mm-hmm. of your legs off, and you know it's coming up to you. I want to build one of those. Okay, like and in the movie like, saw. Yeah, like in the movie saw, and like there's the big want to play a game. Yeah, there's the big saw, and you have to like has to like slowly cut you and you have to like sit there and it's waiting for enough flesh and there's never enough flesh that's Ew. bonnet's game all right bonnet haha house or is that ralph hey hey that's ralph sorry that's ralph that's okay because i really don't like bonnet and he's about to do something shitty again about to do and he thing. made he kind of offhandedly made jamie and claire fight so right rude Rude. rude unacceptable i've been through too much shit no yeah. thank you um okay and then i i feel like ulysses and phaedra and like Love abigail them. they can let's they can have a spa day they're on vacation yes. go get some manicures yeah away from all of this bullshit have a margarita i don't know relax um, sometimes people don't like tequila fair but have a What's in a pina colada? Whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever they Go relax. Go have fun. Um, Jamie's hanging in a tree. Where's Jamie and Claire? Look, 
that one he line really, to, it but really pissed he, me off. he, I know, fair enough. When I watched it, I was like, fuck you, James Fraser, you know better. So he's going to spend better. a night upside down in the tree and he's going to think However, about his thoughts. he did almost murder a man for his wife. Well, this is what I've so but he then needs to have thoughts. Also, the, we get into the toxic masculinity. masculinity yeah, I mean, we applaud it, but then we're also like, "Hey, we're also like, mm, like she." I was mean, let's be it. real. We enable. We enable. We enable. Yeah. Was it absolutely so fun to see him storm in with murder in his eyes? Absolutely, absolutely. That she is not your possession, and the you can't just abs- murder people that touch her. The ab- <laughs> we're so hypocrites, Norman. <laughs> leading up to it we're like jamie's gonna kill you kill so you. bad yeah. on the other hand though yeah 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 kind of kill him like i don't like him he's creepy and if he yeah. like it did that I'm, stuff in the book i really don't like him. i'm gonna be honest i'm not that mad at him for it i mean he deserved the slap like- they just he deserved the slap it was a fucked up thing to say i think he knew it was a fucked up thing to say and she told him and i think that's he had true a and i can't relapse um, and she slapped him and that's kind of you know so jamie don't say that stupid shit you know better what's wrong with you (laughs) literally what's wrong with you (laughs) and she people she did kill her even though she he wanted to he listened to her (laughs) he listened really gonna do this dance wedding he's not hanging in a tree this time but i swear the next time he says something sexist i'm putting him back in the tree (laughs) hanging him by his ankles again yes and he could think about his wrongdoings again Don't think about what you just said. Don't make Claire sad. Okay? If we're back in France, I will put you back in that tree. Oh god. I know. I think the reason we were ha- you're having that reaction is just like it's a reminiscent of France. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh god. Oh god. Don't do this again. Stop so no, it. let's have because because that's a good point. No, let's have um let's have Claire and Jamie. I feel like they could take Lucas because Lucas doesn't deserve Wiley. One, he, he deserves a better name. Look, I know that Luke you're getting me with the Luke as the nickname. I still don't like that for a horse. His name should be like Shadow or Prism or <laughs> Prism Starlight or I don't know, something fun. He's a beautiful horse. So he's going to be called Lucas or Luke. That's like Gilmore Girls. No, a descendant from Eclipse. Named yeah. Lucas. His name is Eclipse. Call him Darkness or Moon or Starlight. Night. I don't know, something. Anything, anything black. Anyway, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, black so beauty? let's have no. yeah, let's have Jamie and Claire go for a ride on him on the horse. Okay. Yeah, and have a picnic. They're just they're just because they were like all like stuffy and in, in that thing, and then they're about to go to war. So I feel like they should go yeah. have like yeah, I was gonna on the say bridge about to go to war. Right? So so oof. go have a pretty look at your fields that didn't get burned, and yes, thank you. take Lucas out of there because he deserves better. Yeah, screw Wiley, screw that. Yeah. I mean, if Lucas likes people to ride him, if Lucas doesn't like people to ride him, then they'll just walk. Then they'll walk. walk. And yeah, he can go have a look and he can like be out of a stall and go graze on their 10,000 acres. Because they never just get like beautiful moments because like their beautiful moment a few episodes ago got interrupted by Alicia attempting to shoot herself. Yeah. This, I mean, they had some alone time, but it was preceded by a lot of drama. Yeah. So Um, they need some like calm niceness. And like I feel, yeah, take the horsey out. I feel like he deserves a good afternoon. You know, they can all just walk and enjoy. Beautiful. Have a picnic. Have a picnic. All right. Okay. Well, any. I think that's that's it. That's it. That's that's all. all. So we're now officially halfway through the season. Six more. Six more eps to go. We're gearing up for this battle or war of regulation. It's 
Seems like it's going to happen, folks. It seems like it's going to happen. Well, history says it does, so. Really? Well, yeah, you know the dates of the the battles of the part of the regulation before. Not at all. The actual, because the actual revolution hasn't kicked off yet. It's percolating. It's the other one. This is the the tea party. Yes, the Boston Tea Party hasn't happened just yet. No. We have not had that happen yet. Not in Alexander Hamilton yet. Not there just yet. But it's percolating. It's Look, coming. I didn't even know the kings of France, okay? No, I know. I we needed know to who. Google that. Oh, my God. Anyone, like, that knows French history was, like, listening <laughs> to that section. Anyone like, that knows- oh, my God. Hey, if this is the first time that anyone knows history is mad by this podcast, they have not been listening pay- close enough. Because I'm pretty Honestly, sure we butchered all history. And you know what? I remember learning I- about the French Revolution in grade 12. That was many years ago. It was. For me, I'm impressed that I can remember that. What was it like? 1790? No, it was like 1794 or something that it kicked off, so. right? Pretty sure it was like when it started to. It went, was Ch-ch-ch-ch. around that time. I was impressed that I could remember that it was 1790 something. Okay. Yeah, impressed with myself on that. All right. Um. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for bearing with us in this. As always, this um episode that took many twists and turns. You know um, what? It was it, it was titillating conversation. Oh. Titillating <laughs> feels weird for this episode, just with the creepiness of Wiley and just no, I don't like it. I don't like it. He didn't like being titillated? Nope. I did not appreciate it. Just like Claire did not appreciate it. Thank you very much, Philip <laughs> Wiley. Just a little titillating. Stop it. Ew. <laughs> she did the, those are Wiley fingers. Stop it. Stop it. No. Anyway. All right. On that po- on that note, everyone. Good night. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whenever it is. I hope you listening. all get a little titillation today. Stop it. Ew. <laughs> Listen, Brittany. Enough of this. I mean, you know what I'm gonna start saying? You know what I'm gonna start saying? Daddy. <laughs> oh, it's weird. In Marcelli's tone, referring to Jamie. Daddy. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. See, it's weird. Doesn't see how it feels. Anyway, as always, you can follow us on social media at She's an Outlander. No, no dots. dots. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those things. We appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Stay safe. And be kind. Be kind. Have a wonderful day, night, Don't time, say sexist evening. things. And This is uh, true. Don't murder people. And yeah, but, you know. <laughs> Neither of us sounded too strong on that. Anyway, we gotta go. We gotta go. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>